0: This is Monty in the Morning. The show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo man, how the heck are you? It is Thursday, January 5th, 2023. This is The Monty Show presented by The Advocates. The Advocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business where you never pay a consultation fee and it's always free of charge to talk to an attorney at TheAdvocates.com. Just hit chat with an attorney 24-7, 365 at TheAdvocates.com. Are the Utah Jazz building back better? Is that a controversial, like, Let's build back better Uh, Do you like the way the Jazz are building? The Utah Jazz are big favorites in Houston tonight NBA Power Rankings Jake's in a crappy mood today Right,
1: that's every day
0: As we found out last night, he's incapable of reading in English Right He can only read in Portuguese Right I was unaware of this until last night Um, a lot to get to on the show today. Like it's an interesting mix of, of topics today, frankly. And I say that because, you know, we're in this window in time where it should be really quiet right now. We should just be all chilling in the cut, waiting for the national championship of college football. And that's not the case. Mm -hmm. That's not the case. Like I think one of the most fascinating stories in sports today is this Greg Berhalter U.S. men's national team story. However, you say it's not a story at all. You don't think people care about it.
1: I don't think that people care about U.S. soccer. I don't think people care about soccer in our country, which is why it's where it is as far as, like, the sports landscape and as far as importance. It seems like every time a World Cup comes around, everybody and their brother wants to sing, I believe that we will win, but then every other day, for the next four years, we're not going to talk about soccer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's like that's but that's our culture overseas. It's different, obviously, but our culture here, I really feel like is, yeah, like we know soccer exists. Obviously, we know it's a sport. We know Real Salt Lake plays soccer, but it's not something that is at the forefront.
0: Yeah. And if you don't know, we're talking about Greg Berhalter, the uh, former manager of the U.S. men's national team, the head coach. Uh, was not renewed. His contract expired December 31st after what I think everybody would call a successful World Cup tournament for the U.S. men's national team. And now we find out it's because a player's mother was upset with how her son was treated by Greg Berhalter. And so she went to the U.S. men's national team director and told him about a 1991 incident that involved Greg burhalter his then girlfriend in domestic violence and you know it, it just smacks of it smacks of sports parent guy like mm-hmm. sports mom going way too far over the top mm-hmm. so it the whole thing is
1: just and the other issue is I think that you know for for soccer like again because of where it's at in the sports landscape in our country like it, it does kind of feel like we don't hear a lot about, you know, the men's national team specifically unless it's a World Cup or unless there's something dramatic happening, unless there's some sort of issue. And that's also a problem because they probably not probably they deserve more attention than that. But that's just not like our culture right but,
0: now. But again, here's the issue. This is domestic violence from 1991 from 1991. Mom got upset that her son wasn't playing in the tournament, and that Burhalter didn't say nice things about Gio Reyna as the player. Mm-hmm. And so she went to her. her the story goes that Greg Burhalter's girlfriend and Gio Reyna's mother were best friends in college. They played soccer together. You know that you know this Gio Reyna's mom was married to Claudio Reyna, obviously the U.S. legend. Burhalter's one of Halter's best friends. It's incestuous. So in 1991, Gio Reyna's mom and Greg Berhalter's girlfriend at the time were roommates. Burhalter and his girlfriend go out and get hammered. They have a fight. He's 18 years old. It goes outside the bar and he admittedly, he admitted that he kicked her. He kicked her leg. Now, Mrs. Reyna says that it was far more than that. And she knows this because... She was best friends and roommates with Greg Berhalter's now wife, then girlfriend. Mm-hmm. The story goes, and it's been confirmed by the Burhalters, They split up for seven months. Apparently, Greg Berhalter stopped drinking, went into counseling. They reconciled, and they have been married ever since. They have children together, and by all accounts, they have a, a very happy, normal, well-adjusted marriage. Right. Domestic violence has not been an ins- issue since. Yet this woman, because she was upset about the way that her son was being treated by Berhalter, went to USA Soccer about a 1991 incident. When I was in high school, I was graduating from high school. It just feels dirty. It feels, by the way, very different than Dana White from the UFC. And maybe this is is a conversation because, again, I know a bunch of people got upset yesterday when I talked about this, but... I don't ever condone domestic violence. And mm-hmm. this thing with this thing with Dana White, Dana White is on video smacking his wife in, New, in, New, in Mexico during the New Year's holiday. Dana White, the president of the UFC, was caught on video. And the video you see is Dana White's wife slapping him and then he overhand slaps her, and she falls to the ground. They're in a club or a restaurant of some sort. Dana White went on TMZ, who also is the one that leaked the video. Dana White went on TMZ and said, yeah, it happened, that's me, I did it. And I'm sorry, me and my wife have talked about it, we're working through it, and we've been together, we're best friends, it was a one-time incident, and I say, okay, that's cool, but you can't be the president of the UFC anymore. Right. You're not an 18-year-old kid drunk outside of a bar, which doesn't make it right.
1: Well, and what's one of the key differences? Dana's thing is on tape, and this other thing is not. Like, that's a, that's a very different thing. It is. You know what I mean? And I think that, you know, while the <clears throat> while the soccer thing feels like, you know, a mom was upset about her kid not getting enough run in the World Cup and how the coach talked about her kid without talking about him— right like the dana thing is very much a a black and white thing you're on tape hitting your wife and not hitting her softly yeah. like you hit her it's an ugly with force, incident. dude yeah. and and to me i i you know we got all these comments yesterday about how oh well she hit him first and he was just self defense and i'm here to say that it doesn't matter if a woman hits you dude like there's a higher level well, of accountability
0: with it but let's be honest he's the president of the UFC he is the, one of the most powerful men in sports. There comes a great deal of responsibility with that. The sad thing is the UFC has not said two words about it. ESPN, who is by far the most important partner the UFC has, has not said two words about it. And Dana White's going to be able to go on and, and do whatever he wants to do. Meantime, if you're a fighter in the UFC and you have a domestic violence issue, mm-hmm. you're terminated. Why isn't Dana White terminated? That's my point. Yeah. Domestic violence is wholly unacceptable. Was his wife right for slapping Dana White? No, she was not. No, she was not. But she's not the president of the UFC and one of the most high-profile figures in sports like Dana White is. Dana White should be fired by the UFC, period. Dana White should not be allowed to be one of the most influential, well-paid men in, in combat sports. Because he battered his wife. Mm -hmm. And you're right. I think it matters that he's on tape. And the problem is, we're willing to justify domestic violence because he's Dana White. And we're willing to justify domestic violence because his wife slapped him first. But I'm telling you, there's no justification for it. And what I'm telling you is, Greg Berhalter and Dana White are two completely different situations. Greg Berhalter right now should be the manager of the U.S. Men's National Team. He's not because of something that happened when he was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And Gio Reyna's mother, who's the one that reported Greg Berhalter, said, "I forgave Greg Berhalter when he was 18. He should have forgiven my son. Wow. that's why she reported him. And to me, it's completely wrong. It, it, it the whole thing sucks. Is Greg Berhalter innocent? He's not. He kicked it at the very least, at the very least, to his words, and he admitted he kicked his his then girlfriend in the leg when he was drunk outside a bar." When he was 18. That's very different than being drunk in a bar on tape, slapping your wife when you're Dana White. I think it's I think it's incredibly different. Yeah. And I and I think Dana White needs to be terminated by the UFC for this.
1: Well, and I think the biggest I totally agree. And I think the biggest problem, and we see this all the time in life and in sports and and just in our reality, like there are different levels of like acceptability, right? There are different levels of like how we feel about it. So so like the the you can't treat the Burhalter thing when he's 18 the same as the Dana thing. But the problem is is we're so used to domestic violence in the NFL that as sports fans we're we're, we're cool with the Dana thing because it's Dana White and it's the UFC and it's and it's Conor and, and it's and it's and it's all these stars. It's Habib and it's like it's all these big mixed martial arts guys. And and what I'm saying is that I think at some point like we kind of have to have like this this certain like groundwork, this certain benchmark of what's acceptable and what's not and anything past that, then we have to talk about. So to me, I just, <laughs> I don't think that Dana White, you know, it's not too strong to say he battered his wife in a public setting. Like that's what happened. Like how I don't like, I don't understand how people are comparing the Dana thing and the Greg Burhalter thing. It's just two completely different things. By the way, the other thing that needs to be said is Dana did this now, like at his current age. I don't even know how old he is, like 50 or whatever he is. Like The Greg thing is when he was 18 outside a bar, you can't tell me that all of us wouldn't change one thing if we could all go back. And that's my biggest problem, is that Dana broke the law. Dana made a huge mistake, something that should lose him his job. And this U.S. men's national team thing just feels like, dude, like he was 18 and drunk outside of a bar, Keep in mind, this was in the 90s when it happened, so our culture was completely different, right? Like, the setting, the reality, our world, like, everything was different. Yet, we want to sit here and compare these two, and I just don't think there's any any place for that. Now, as far as notoriety, the UFC has way more pull in this country, in my opinion, on a day-to-day basis than... The men's national team. You want to talk about the women's national team? That's different. The men's national team, I feel like, is is not nearly as influential. So, how that factors into the the their decision whether to keep him or not, I think, is also fascinating as we move forward.
0: Yeah, I, I think the biggest difference here is is that I, I this this whole U.S. men's national soccer thing sucks. Like it. It sucks that it's domestic violence, it's violence against women, it's alcohol abuse, it's it's violence in teenage relationships, which is a huge problem. Like all of it sucks. But it also sucks that it's helicopter mom because that's exactly what this is. And the worst part is it's helicopter parents because Claudio Reyna was also involved in outing Greg Berhalter. He was texting the leadership of US Men's Soccer during the World Cup because his son Gio Reyna was not being played. Mm -hmm. And by the way, Gio Reyna has admitted that he did a bunch of crazy things because he wasn't getting playing time. Like he was completely a child about it. So he deserved, in my opinion, the treatment he got from Greg Berhalter. But the whole thing sucks. And again, I think this is mom and dad unhappy their kid's not the best player on the team so they're going to take vengeance on the coach. Mm-hmm. And it happens all the time. Thanks. It ha- And you can say whatever you want about how I was as a baseball dad. I was never that guy. Mm-hmm. I was never that guy. I never talked to a coach about playing time. I never bitched about this or that. Like I, We just did not do that. At some point, we as parents have to stop crushing our kids and trying to build up these unbelievable, hey, you're a professional athlete dreams. Because some kids just are not professional athlete material, right? And we as parents have to be okay with it. So I'm curious what you guys think about this. Is the Dana White thing different? And do you guys care about? Uh, do you care about this Greg Berhalter thing? Because one of the conversations Jake and I had before the show is Jake's opinion is that nobody cares about men's soccer in this country, mm-hmm. right? Am I misquoting I you? I don't or? think you're
1: misquoting me. I, I think a very small sect of the country gives a damn about US men's soccer. Again, hear me clearly. The women's team, I think, is way more influential in our country than the men's team because the women's team just dominates their competition, you know, and there are always going to be people. I remember, I think it was 2016 when we were in the crap hole radio station in Scottsdale and Rapino was doing what Rapino did back then. Everyone talking about, oh, well, they're playing women, so none of their accomplishments matter. And it's like, like you're always going to have that group of people when it comes to soccer but what yes. i'm saying is that it i'm not saying that soccer is not important because it's soccer what i'm saying is that soccer in our country is not important because we have like 50 other sports that are just more important like people care more about the nfl nhl like i think you can make a good case that soccer. Could could definitely compete with Major League Baseball on the day to day because I don't think people start caring about baseball till the postseason because the season's just too long. I don't think people give a damn about the one o'clock game at, in Cleveland against the Marlins.
0: You know what I mean? Like, and see, I'm totally opposite of that. I am really, I'm a passionate soccer fan. I I am. I I, I get it. I'm the only one in my house that do you cares think about that started, it.
1: Started though, because that's what's fascinating to me when we talk about this. Like, where your fandom initiated from
0: oh i know exactly where it initiated from working at fox sports back in the in the late 90s early 2000s i had access to the premier league i i used to go in there was a group a small group of guys at fox sports uh who would go sit in this certain control room and watch premier league soccer and i i that's where my fandom started I can tell you my soccer fandom started all the way back in Chicago as a kid there was a guy named Carl Heinz Grenitza who played for the Chicago Sting way back in the day and then at Fox it just absolutely it my Premier League fandom exploded again because I I had access to it on a weekly basis. and when I worked at Sporting News radio, uh, my guy Raj groves was a big soccer fan and and him and I used to watch games together in the control room like that's where it started. And the women's national team was absolutely them them winning the, the World Cup at the Rose Bowl. Like the the show your sports bra, Brandy Chastain. Like right. all of those moments just continue to fuel that. But I've been a Premier League fan since 1998. I have been a soccer fan since I was a kid. And I care deeply about the U.S. men's national team. I'm passionate about it. I know who Claudio Reyna is. I know who Gio Reyna is. Like and the funny thing is we're so different. You didn't have any idea who Gio Reyna is. Yeah, I'm you not
1: had- I'm not and, and and this is what this is kind of the conversation I wanna have because I do a sports show every day. I'm you know gonna be 30 next year. Like I don't follow men's soccer, like the, the specifically the US men's national team, until the World Cup comes around. It's just not something I'm interested in. I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch it. It's not my thing. That doesn't mean that I'm sitting here saying soccer sucks or it shouldn't be watched. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying for me, it's not my go-to. My go-to is the NBA. And when I have time, which is not often the NHL, I really enjoy watching hockey. I do. So that's like right now, this time of year, that's what I'm looking at. Obviously the NFL, right? But that's on Sundays. It's a little different. That's not like a daily thing. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not sitting here saying soccer sucks, and I don't want to get comments saying that I'm saying that because I'm not. What I'm saying, though, is that there are, in our country, soccer is not at the forefront because there are many other sports. In Europe, soccer is the thing yeah. with all due respect to rugby and cricket and tennis and some of their other sports and even golf, right? Soccer is the sport, and then it's everything else. So you have to, it's just a different dynamic. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I I I don't disagree with that, and I I just I think I mean Real Salt Lake's a perfect example. I mean I I think they have a small but mighty fan base. Mm-hmm. It, it we don't talk about it much on this show because it just doesn't appeal to the masses. And I I am frankly not a fan of MLS soccer. I I I go to matches. I enjoy. I enjoy watching Real Salt Lake in person and I, I watch quite a bit on TV where I used to because I will not watch on Apple TV if David James is not calling the game, I'm not watching. That is the But again, to your point, right. How important can MLS be when it's on Apple TV? Oh,
1: and, and, that, and again, I think that's that's another piece of the conversation. I, I, and, and I think before we get away from what you just said, because I think it's a great point, MLS specifically is not enjoyable on TV, but it's a hell of a good time in person which is another issue, right? Like, let's be honest about Americans, right? Like, in the big picture, Americans like to sit home on their couch and watch entertaining TV product. That's what we like to do, generally speaking, right? I know people who are not TV people, but in the sporting world, that's what we like to do. So when MLS feels like, with all due respect, it feels very slow, it feels unimaginative, it feels just kind of not even being tongue-in-cheek, it does feel like they're out there just kind of kicking it around. It
0: feels like practice for the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, what it but, feels like.
1: And, it's slow. I don't want to sound like an a-hole about it, but that is what it feels like. Like, I can get down with, when, when I come over on the weekends and you're watching Premier League, I can get down with that. Even if it's Crystal Palace and Aston Villa, I can get down with it. Right? It doesn't have to be Chelsea and City. Like, it could be a run-of-the-mill match, but I can watch it. That doesn't make me some soccer evangelist or huge fan. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah,
0: and I, I also think one of the things that's really interesting, though, is the the one match that Mrs. Monty and I went to uh, for Real this summer, I think we ran into three, four of our listeners. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and Neville, 93, uh, like, I mean, that's the first place I met him. And he sent me a DM. He's like, hey, I'd love to get a picture. Yeah. Like, hey, Monty, Mon-. like it was a lot of our listeners are soccer fans. Yeah. I get I get that. But I don't know that that means we should talk about soccer on the regular. I, In fact, I think it, it means we shouldn't.
1: Well, and I think the language thing is another is another small tidbit of this conversation. It's a match instead of a game. It's a pitch instead of a field uh, field. Right. It's it's
0: nil nil instead of zero zero. Right. Like, yeah, that's
1: that's another thing that I think turns some people off about soccer.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Um, I also don't want to get too far away from this domestic violence thing because I think it's a big story right now. Here we are again as men talking about sports. Significant figures in the, in the sports world are involved in domestic violence. Again, with Dana White, the president of the UFC, and Greg Berhalter, uh, the former U.S. men's national team coach, no longer, and he didn't get renewed uh, because Gio Reyna's mom told on him for a 1991 incident with his girlfriend when he was 18 years old. Um, but these domestic violence incidents are huge, and m- both guys are wrong for it. Um, I think Dana White should be terminated by the UFC, and you know what? I I, I, I don't know what to do with this Greg Burhalter thing. I truly do not. It was 30 years ago. Um, Greg Burhalter Ber- and I happen to be the same age. He's 49. He was 18 when this happened. He was drunk outside of a bar arguing with his girlfriend, and the allegation is he ad- he admits to kicking her in the leg. Mm -hmm. Yet, Ms. Reyna says, who again at the time was roommates and best friends with Greg Burhalter's now wife, uh, says that the incident was far worse than that. I don't know what you do with that. The police were never involved in it. There was never anything criminal. There was no prosecutions. Frankly, it was probably covered up and never reported to the authorities. That doesn't make it right. That doesn't, in my mind, it makes no difference. The difference is it happened 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. The difference is, by all accounts, Greg Berhalter has gone through the process. The difference is that they were trying to essentially blackmail Greg Berhalter with those allegations to get Gio Reyna on the field more. His mom and dad were essentially threatening Greg Berhalter with telling on him, if you don't play my son more. He didn't play their son more than he dragged him after the tournament in an interview. And so they went and tattled on him. Right. I don't know what to make of that. I don't know. I know for certain, I feel like Dana White should be terminated for what he did. Yeah. I mean, he's a 53-year-old man drunk in a bar and he slapped his wife. And it does not matter that she hit him first. It It's meaningless to me. It's meaningless. Both of them are wrong. Frankly, if they were in the United States, they both had been charged with domestic battery. They would have been, but they were in Mexico, so they weren't. It doesn't make it right. So where do you guys come down on that? Um, I know it's, a, it's kind of an odd storyline today, and the, and the reason we're leading with it is because we were arguing about it before the show. Jake's like, it doesn't matter. Greg Berhalter's an, I, is and essentially is a jerk. Why You asked me last night, why does everybody hate Berhalter? I'm like nobody hates Burhalter. He just led the US men's national team back to the World Cup, got them into the knockouts and now all this comes out. Yeah. I don't think people hate I don't think people hate Greg Burhalter. Yeah, I truly don't. But what do
1: not. I do think is that people and I'm happy to to sit here and I'll take the criticism. I'm not well versed on US men's national team. I'm not. I'm not Putting effort, you know, constantly. I don't think you deserve re- criticism for that. Well, it just it, is what it is. But but I think you know our argument was about hey like you think that Greg is you me I thought that Greg Burhalter was hated by everybody because of this story and that's not true. He's not hated by everybody. It's about what everything we've just explained. I don't need to repeat it. We've said it like four times. But but the point is is that is that I. I struggle to connect with soccer. I do. It, when it's the World Cup, you get it. Like it's it is unquestioned the importance of it. Like it, like it. I even enjoy the process of the World Cup and all the different matches and country. Like it's almost like the Olympics of soccer, right? Like you get that global feel, and that's really cool to experience and be part of and like really, really talk about and 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 watch, right? Like, but at the same time, as soon as that's done. Like, as soon as the World Cup is over, my want to in soccer gets really light because I'm not connected to Chelsea. I'm not connected to City. I'm not even connected to our national team. So it's hard for me to get into it. Now, I can get down with, if if you want to talk about the entertainment value of in-person soccer, I'm here for that. Like, I love that. Like, I think soccer matches in person are incredible. The energy that we felt when we went to Chelsea, Liverpool, at Anfield was incredible. Right. Like I haven't been to a real game, but obviously you guys have and you said it was awesome, which is no surprise. So that's what I'm saying is difficult for me because I I we sit here and we like I get tired of talking about NFL football or college football because we talk about it so much, right? Like we literally talk about it every single day. Right. But you understand why. It's football. Like it's our country. It is like you understand the importance of football in our country. So you get it. This soccer thing. I'm I'm struggling with it because I'm like, dude, like, great, like, it's Greg Burhalter. Yes, he brought them back to the World Cup, but it's helicopter parenting. It's it's everything you don't. Which, be by the way, about soccer, for. I
0: I also think is a big part of this story. Soccer parents are terrible. Soccer parents are terrible. I, I amongst the many, I think I think soccer and hockey parents are some of the worst. I think that baseball mom and dad are some of the worst, but there's no doubt that soccer mom is probably the worst.
1: But I also think the entitlement of the kid, of Gio. Gio was entitled as hell. He was like, his initial thing was, oh, well, I'm not playing, so I'm going to go and freak out and do a bunch of crazy stuff because you're entitled. Yeah. You're entitled, Zach Wilson. Time to swallow the humble pill, right? Like that we've seen that play out. And it's funny now you're not hearing from Lisa Wilson as much, are you? That like you, so you see how it works out. But the difference is, is that it's the NFL, right? It doesn't feel like we're playing some little sport. It is the National Football right. League. So Lisa's not going to go and do that.
0: All right, let's get your comments in here. Uh, Kurt Myers first one in this morning says, "Good morning, what's up, Tanner?" Says, "Morning, Jensen. Now I have to wake up at five fifteen a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays to catch the train to Salt Lake." It sucks, but I guess I'm getting up at 5 a.m. Isn't really early for you guys. Nah, we're working already, bro. We've been working already. We're already here at (laughs) 5. We're already here. Uh, Maury, what's up with you? KJ, how the heck are you? Top of the morning, fellas. Great question. But who to build around right now? I feel like it's the finisher 23. We'll talk jazz coming up here uh, in about 10 minutes on the show because I think it is a really important question. Is the jazz head for uh, Houston tonight? Mm Mm-hmm. Are the Jazz rebuilding in the right way? What are the different ways to rebuild an NBA team? Because I think if you look at Houston, their route was completely different than what the Jazz are doing. So we'll talk about that coming up uh, on the show. Uh, Maury Alvarez says, Build Back Better is not controversial if Make Jazz Great Again isn't controversial. (laughs) That's funny. Majazza, is that? Okay. Connor Tulin says, Monty in the morning. Indeed, Connor. Good to see you. Um, SA says uh, Woke mom's gone wild Exactly mm-hmm. Sports mom is Sports mom's not good Rock, how the heck are you good morning everyone Sounds like helicopter parents all over the place Pied Piper says I'd be happy to see Dana go I think Dana White's The guy that people don't like I think Dana White is when you want to talk about guys that are known as a holes. Dana White's an a hole, mm-hmm. but man, he's really good at what he does. Yeah, I mean, he he in my opinion, he's the only reason that the UFC and MMA are where they are.
1: I just think Dana's is cold blooded in yeah. all aspects. Like I think it's why like nobody, and, and it, I guess it's I guess maybe it's not proper to say, but like when you're when you're cold blooded as a dude, you probably have an adverse reaction to your wife hitting you while you're drunk and under the influence, right? Whereas, like, someone who is a nice guy, who is a people person, like, who is out in the community constantly, maybe would have handled it a little bit differently. But that's why I think people don't like Dana because he is an a-hole. He does treat John Jones Bones differently than he treats, you know, Connor or these other guys. Like, it just is what it is, you know? But
0: he puts up with Bones Jones running from the cops, drug dealing or drug using. Yeah. He puts up with, with, you know... Again, I love Conor McGregor as a fighter. I would never have him on my roster because he almost killed somebody throwing a barrier through a bus window. He's getting into fights in bars. Like, he puts up with that, you know, finds and suspends them, and he slaps his wife on video, and nothing's going to happen to him. Yeah. That's why people are pissed about it. Uh, D Rock says, agree with the Dana situation. The mom situation's very different. That's the odd thing. Like, my first instinct on Dana White was, he needs to be fired. And after reading about it, listening to his comments, I feel even more convicted he needs to be terminated by the UFC. Right. Greg Berhalter doesn't feel that way to me. A, he's already out of a job. He is not the US men's national team coach any longer. They're, they hired a law firm to do an investigation. He's not coming back. I'd be really surprised if he came back. But the other question here is, now what happens to Gio Reyna? How does Gio Reyna wind up on the team? How to like you can't tell me that the Reyna family's not damaged by this, and I believe Claudio and the and the the Mrs. Reyna are divorced now, by the way. But Claudio Reyna, that the legendary U.S. soccer player, is is now in management with Austin FC. Like, is this not a bad look for his kid? And it, this has to be a bad look for his kid. Mm-hmm. This is a terrible look for his kid. Uh, Brad Turner, good morning. He says I agree. President has to be held accountable. A hopefully mature man representing an organization versus a twenty-something NFL player. Well, very different. Tanner says soccer moms are insane. However, that doesn't excuse what happened. It does not.
1: But my problem is, is that it, it doesn't excuse kicking your, you know, wife or then girlfriend or whatever. But like my problem is, is it's not on tape and it's all hearsay. So. We're going to sit here and say, well, like like she's saying, like Mrs. Rain is, is saying, oh, well, Greg is downplaying it. It was way worse, and I know that because I was roommates with his wife. But why are we taking her word over Greg's who said, yeah, I did that, and it did happen, and then, you know, I like you were saying earlier, like, you know, I had to go into counseling and do all this stuff, self-improvement work, like I did all that. And they were
0: separated, and again, the story is, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about Greg Berhalter, the former U.S. men's national coach, who men's national team coach, who took the team back to the World Cup, got them through the, the group stage into the knockout round, and did not play a kid named Gio Reyna enough, according to his parents. And as a result of that, Gio Reyna's mother... Went to USA soccer during the, the, the post-tournament glow mm-hmm. because Greg Berhalter did an interview where he was asked about the team and he said one player in particular never mentioned Gio Reyna by name, but everybody knew who he was talking about and said one player, you know, was immature and didn't handle himself off the field very well. And we almost sent him home. And so you get this stuff. And so the mom then gets upset. Her son got drugged through the mud tells USA Soccer about this, but it turns out that Claudio Reyna was texting uh, leadership at USA Soccer during the tournament and was threatening Greg Burhalter during the tournament allegedly to out him as a domestic abuser if he didn't play Gio Reyna more. Mm-hmm. And now all of this has come to light. And how did it come to light? Greg's, Greg Burhalter went public with it and said, you know what, here's what's happening. They were blackmailing me to play their son more. They were gonna release this information. Well, here's what happened. And he, he released a statement. He said, here's exactly what happened. So that's exactly how it went down. Uh, Tanner says, I care about U.S. men's soccer. Pied Piper says, millions of people here care about men's team. Uh, Skinny Dick Nick, good morning. He says, didn't Jay Kidd get involved with domestic violence? Now he's a head coach. He did. And, and Jason Kidd has many accusations. He's had drinking issues. And he's, he is the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks now. Yeah. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Luis Capazzo, good morning. He says, I care more about curling than soccer. As for Dana, he was wrong, and I'm sure that was not his first time. And that's the tough part. And by the way, Luis works in law enforcement, so I'm sure you, you know this through your experience. But usually the first time it comes out is not the first time it happened. That's the thing with Dana. Yeah, That's the thing with Dana. DRock says, indoor soccer is great. I love indoor soccer. The, the Chicago Sting as a kid, nothing better than that. YouTube search the Chicago Sting and you'll see amazing stuff. Uh, Luis Capazzo says, man, that would have been like uh, what it would be like to be 30 again. Can you even imagine to wind the clock back 20 years? Uh, Tanner says, I went to Peru in 2013, experienced soccer culture for the first time and loved it. When I came back to the States, I discovered that uh, we had some sort of soccer culture and that was RSL. Right, there you go salty drunk says if you want to know how big soccer is in the uk uh you need to watch a movie called green street hooligans yeah the hooligan culture in the uk is ridiculous mark hale says how good are two hacks when they are on youtube and not on the radio i kid i kid hey man and he was saying that because we said well you know how how much interest can there be in mls if it's on apple tv i think it's a huge mistake well and the the thing
1: is like Apple TV just is not the juggernaut in video streaming that YouTube is. Like YouTube's whole existence for the last decade has been streaming and video content. And Apple TV is just forced. It just is a money buy. Yeah. So it's totally different.
0: Uh, Mark also says, as an attorney that works in domestic violence every day, I need more than chat comments to be involved in this conversation. What do you mean by that? Can uh, I says, I believe that's called blackmail if that's the case. Yeah, they were trying to yeah, they were trying to hold him up.
1: Well, and that's why I think it's brilliant he went public with it. I mean, I, I mean, he because you can't forget, his contract was up with the team anyway. Yeah, so. his,
0: his contract expired December 31st with U.S. Men's Soccer. So why wouldn't you go public? What do you have to lose? Yeah. Yeah, it, the whole thing sucks. The whole thing absolutely sucks. Q Sam, what's up? He says, my fandom for soccer started uh, with Pep Guardiola Barcelona in 2009. Yeah, there I you ha- go. I hate City, which is why I hate Pep Guardiola uh it, this is the first time he's been caught slapping her i doubt he'd have the gall to do it public unless he's done it previously in private in my opinion yeah yeah I, know, I i hope i hope that's wrong i hope that's the first last and only time we ever you know that that's ever happened in in the whites marriage but i don't want to talk about other people's marriage brandon butler says i'm a season ticket holder to rsl and a supporter club member i think once or twice a week segment would be appreciated it's hard to get real news on the team it is it is very well but it's it's no i'm not doing the media for you no but
1: i just have i just and i'm I'm being serious here i'm not even being an a-hole about it spence talks about RSL all the time so so what is the like and i'm being serious i'm seriously asking you this like what is the what is the issue because we obviously you know we don't talk about it almost ever but other people do. So what is the, is it just that you're not enjoying what he's saying or that you want a different opinion on it? Or what's the, just explain it a bit, I guess.
0: I think the hard part is, is that you're never going to get the truth about RSL from ESPN 700. Well, no, I mean, well, that's they're, they're, they're that's broadcast true. partners. Bill Riley's the voice on the radio. Like you're never, you're never going to get that. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, my first memories of soccer was the movie uh, with Pele and Sylvester Stallone. Pele raid laid to rest this week, by the way, in Brazil. Uh, Ryan says, soccer's nice for sliced oranges at halftime. Yeah, those were the days. Yeah, I guess I also played soccer in high school. So, uh, Skinny Dick Nick says, I don't think um, Bridges should ever get an NBA contract again. I, uh, he'd be a hypocrite if I didn't have the same view for Dana Bridges.
1: Well, Miles Bridges. Oh,
0: well, we saw Miles Bridges sitting courtside with the Hornets in Los Angeles. He's going to be there he's gonna be there. Yeah. And his, Miles Bridges, his domestic violence incident was horrendous, if you believe what's in the media. Yeah. I mean, really bad. Uh, Tim Bruckmiller says, let's hit the like button, yes please. By the way, by the way, you can now uh, be a member on our channel. Mm -hmm. Uh, We rolled out memberships yesterday for 10 bucks a month. um, You get exclusive video content that is only for members and you also get access to an Instagram group. Uh, where we'll talk sports, we'll put daily videos in there. Like we do a lot of stuff offline. So we decided to start a membership tier. So for $10 a month, um, you subscribe on YouTube and you get exclusive member video content. You get exclusive access to us 24 hours a day. Uh, So make sure you go to our YouTube channel and sign up. You can also get a link on on my Twitter feed, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. There's a direct link. Uh, to our membership, which you were quite excited about yesterday.
1: Yeah, really excited about it. I think that it's, we we do do a lot offline, and there is uh, a lot of opportunities for it, and it's, you know, like I'll I'll be straight up with you guys, like the, the people who are in these groups are going to get, you know, they're going to get advanced notice on promotions. They're going to get, they're going to be ahead of the breaking game, news, breaking news, all of news, our inside information, like everything. So to me, it's well worth your, your, your money, if, if you will. And I think that, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, we did, um, I think it was in like November or more like October before we went on the Hawaii trip. Um, you know, we did the casuals getting cut group and we kind of piloted this a little bit. Uh, and that was a huge success and we had a lot of fun with it and we got to know people a little bit better who yeah. listen to the show. So I would tell you, you know, go to, go to the Monty show on Twitter, find the link, or just go to our YouTube channel. Um,
0: and you'll see the join button. So yeah, check it out. Look it up. Uh, all right. Couple more on this, uh, football 50 and seven minutes, uh, Arlington bears who, by the way, you notice the logo next to his name, because he is the very first uh, member of yes. our little exclusive club. Yep, Arlington Bears, right there. Uh, appreciate you, Chris Karn Has been a longtime supporter of this show, so Chris, I appreciate you uh, listening to the show. Chris um, is a guy that I've gotten to know a little bit offline. Um, was the first guy to sign up for a membership, so I really appreciate that, Chris. Thank you. Uh, obviously, um, the other guy, um, Greg. Um, hawkins it was our second member and mm-hmm. lopes van gabe was our third member uh so we really appreciate that uh lopes van gabe says monty is a kid the sting sting games and DePaul basketball basketball rosemont horizon was the best oh man rosemont yeah, horizon yeah Oh rosemont horizon the chicago wolves at rosemont horizon i saw so many concerts at rosemont horizon i haven't thought about that building uh brandon butler says spence is on the station that is run by the team he is yeah exactly and, and it's
1: right. fine i i totally respect why why you would have an issue with that i i get that completely
0: yeah uh brad turner asks a really relevant question how do you guys get over flopping in soccer i played until high school and never got to a level where it was a thing too much power to decide game drawing fouls in a box it, it is frustrating it is frustrating there's no doubt about that. and But you're seeing it in all sports now. And the yeah. problem is, the reason guys do it is because it makes the, the official blow the whistle. It, and you know what, the, the, the way that the Premier League tried to legislate that was by a, a foul called simulation. It was a yellow card, uh, where if you if they felt like you were faking or embellishing, they gave you a yellow card for what they call simulation. I don't know how you legislate it out of the game because it happens in the NBA all the time.
1: Yeah. And, and I think it's at a point where we need to stop talking about legislating it out and start talking about like the fact that it's a strategy. Like we're at that point with it now.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it is what it is. Uh, let's see. Can I says, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Can you sh- uh, show the jazz organization how to do that also? Seriously seriously uh lewis uh says everyone should hit the like button first thing so they don't forget when they get here yeah it really makes a difference when you guys hit the like button and yeah what that does is you hit the like button and it sens- essentially tells youtube hey this is a good show tell more people to watch it is essentially what happens, so it really does help us appreciate that lewis uh brandon butler says uh 700 is about as real as rsl uh as the zone is on the jazz yeah you're never gonna get critical comments about RSL yeah on I, I'm with
1: you Brandon I I and that's why I wanted to give you the chance to kind of explain that and if it's as simple as that that's fine I, I respect that hundred percent and that and frankly that's been our brand on the show which is I'm I'm assuming that's why you're still here um I think the tough part is is that uh RSL is such a niche thing yes. you know it's a very I'm not trying to, you know, knock it down, but the reality of our world is that RSL is a niche product. It is small. Like, MLS is small, and then you're talking about a sect within that. Like, that, just to put that into perspective.
0: And the the issue also is, by the way, that they don't don't do much as far as, like, player movement. Like, this has been a very quiet offseason for RSL. And Ryan Smith, the owner of the Jazz, is a minority owner of RSL, and I don't think it's really had much of an impact. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's hard to attach to something where there's not much more going on. Salty Drunk says, "Will this membership include Jake's relationship or lack of whatever the case may be?" So Jake is Jake is man. I don't even know. The best um, Jake is the best. Yeah, he we is, all know that he is the best. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's there can be relationship. I, I mean, the 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 Instagram group. The videos are going to be sports and life. Yeah. And I mean, because I think the biggest request we get on this show is to do more motivational stuff, to do more life stuff, to do more, hey, here we are snowboarding. Hey, here's this thing I'm working on. Like, there's a lot of that. But I mean, our bread and butter in these groups is always going to be, hey, this, just like when there's, you know, like one of the things we're going to do is when there's a jazz game. We're gonna be in that in that Instagram group talking about the Jazz game as it's going on. We're gonna yeah. be, you know, when there's a BYU game, we're gonna be talking about BYU or Utah or like those are the things that you get when you join our our membership. We interact with you twenty four seven. I mean, it's it's the best part about this show. Frankly, is we've built a sports talk community, um in in Salt Lake City and in the state of Utah. It's fantastic. I mean, from uh, really from. You know, St. George all the way up to Logan, like Park City, like Tooele. I I mean, everywhere in this state that you talk about sports, we have listeners. So that's one of the best parts about being on this show and hosting this show is that we get to talk about that stuff. So uh, Robert Lambert says, Jake is the best. Finally, some truth. Uh, I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. Try harder. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not what you try to do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't be a cock. No one's going to disrespect me. Football, 50 in two minutes. Yeah, it's been a bad off season for RSL. It has been. No doubt about that. Uh, let's see. Whoa, my bad. Uh, Pipe Piper says, I would love even 10 minutes of soccer talk a day or a week. Okay. Join we can, the group. We'll give you some soccer talk. You know. Um, let's see. Look at that. Maury Alvarez became a YouTube member. Hey, uh, let's go. Let's go Maury. Look at that. See, like you get, a, you get a symbol next to your name. Like it's super easy. That's sick. It pops up in the chat. Yeah. Appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. I really, you know, like it's exciting to see, to see you guys joining the show like that. It's, it's exciting to see and, you guys you know, supporting the show. The, the other show. cool
1: thing with this, this whole group thing that we're talking about this morning is, is it allows you guys to place requests as well. Like. Like, you could say, hey, what do you think about Kevin McCarthy failing six times? What do you think about, like, you can ask us about things that we wouldn't normally talk about How about, about people tweeting
0: at me yesterday and DMing me about the, the house speaker situation? Like, that's what's fun about this show. Yeah. Is, and we, we talk about all that stuff. So, uh, Maury, we'll put you in the uh, YouTube exclusive group uh, on Instagram. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. Robert Lambert says, I don't give a damn about soccer.
1: And that's fine. That is fine. That's fine. And that's kind of my point.
0: Yeah, but you do give a damn about pizza, and that's why Football 5010 of the hour every hour is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTI25 to get 25 percent off your purchase of 25 dollars or more uh to become a member on this show all you have to do is click join on uh, and, and it lets you sign up there's a direct link on my twitter feed as well the monty show m-o-n-t-y the monty show hey want to play this bite from zach taylor uh did you guys see this yesterday i thought this this damar hamlin situation obviously has continued to evolve but Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, who obviously, as you know, it was Bengals and Bills on Monday night in Cincinnati. We saw Zach Taylor talking to the coach of the Bills. And we everybody wondered what they were talking about. Well, you don't have to wonder anymore. When I got over there, uh, the first thing he said was, I need to be at the hospital tomorrow. And I shouldn't be coaching this game. And so that, to me, provides all the clarity. Because there, there was no... Uh, unprecedented is the word that gets thrown out a lot about this situation because that's what it is. Uh, but in that moment, he really uh, showed who he was, that, that all his focus was just on DeMar and being there for him, being there for his family at the hospital. And, and at that point, um, I think everybody, everything trended in the, in the direction it needed to trend And Man, that's crazy. That Sean McDermott, the head coach of the Bills, was like, dude, I, I need to be at the hospital. I have no business coaching this game. I mean, right there, that's when the decision was made. We're not going to continue this game. And I think it was absolutely the right decision. But the conversations behind the scenes that we don't get access to, that's the stuff that's gold. Yeah. Like, and just hearing him talk about the emotions and all the things that went into that situation, crazy. Hearing him talk about, there's part of that tape where, you know, he talks about the ambulance pulling off the field and, I mean, it, it's really when you hear that. What are your what are your thoughts on that?
1: I just think it's it, it's just very raw. It's very real. It's very like, hey, you know, we have our perspective. Like, I, what Zach did a great job of there was explaining the fact that, hey, like. I'm on the field. I We walked across the field to go and talk to the other team's head coach and kind of work together to figure out what exactly we're going to do because that word unprecedented is spot on. It's yeah. unprecedented. Never happened, happened before. Dude. And so that's what I thought he did a great job of. And it really hits home for me that, hey, like this is this these people's jobs, like, this is no different than this happening in an office or in another workplace setting. We view it as a football game. They view it as their office. Yeah. And that, I think, brings a, a big perspective to the whole conversation.
0: Yep, totally agree. Uh, I just thought it was really well done by Zach Taylor. Total class. Uh, absolute total class. Uh, how about the Pro Football Hall of Fame? announced its finalists yesterday. And the obvious choices on that list were Joe Thomas, absolutely a Hall of Famer. One of the best offensive 100%. linemen ever. Darrell Revis, I think is absolutely a Hall of Famer. One of the best corners ever. Dwight Freeney, one of the best sackmen men ever. Absolutely. The one guy obviously I want to talk about is Devin Hester of the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Because he is also a finalist amongst many others. Devin Hester belongs in the Hall of Fame. He is the single greatest, I mean, I, I think he is the single greatest special teams player in the history of the NFL. And I, I I look at Devin Hester and the way he impacted games, whether it was in the Super Bowl against the Colts or on the, the week-to-week. His kick return, punt return game absolutely changed the NFL, when he was playing, I think he's absolutely a Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah, I, I and that's and I think you don't have to say anything more than hey, he is the single greatest returner there's ever been. That's it. That's what the Hall of Fame is about. You are the best, or in the group of the best at what your given position was. So when you're looking at names like Dwight Freeney or any of the other names on the list here, like he belongs in the Hall of Fame. I just don't think it's in dispute.
0: Darren Woodson probably best known as a Cowboys safety. Is he a Hall of Famer? I think borderline. Borderline, I don't know that he gets in. Patrick Willis, 49er linebacker. Is he a Hall of Famer? Uh... I think he's a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm.
1: I think he's one of the best linebackers that the league's had. I think that that Patrick Willis, unfortunately, his career came to an end uh, playing Seattle when he tore his knee ligaments. But I think before that, he was absolutely the best linebacker in the league when he played.
0: I think it's close. I think a lot of people view him as a guy that quit, and I think that makes it difficult. I think that makes it very difficult. Yeah, that's fair. So, you know, but I I look at the other guy on this list I think is really interesting um, is Rondé Barber, the corner. Obviously, Mm -hmm. a lot of people know that, you know, Tampa Bay Buck won the Super Bowl. I think there's a lot of borderline guys. I think Jared Allen at offensive end of Minnesota Vikings. I think he's a borderline guy. Rondé Barber, Torrey Holt, the wide receiver for the Rams, the greatest show on turf. I actually think Torrey Holt's in the Hall of Fame, but he did nothing outside of the St. Louis Rams, LA right. Rams. I think he's borderline, but I think he gets in. Andre Johnson clearly one of the best wide receivers of his generation. Yeah, I think he's borderline Zach Thomas. I think Zach Thomas is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I think Zach Thomas is one of the best linebackers in the history of the NFL. That's what makes these NFL conversations so compelling is that I think it's just it's so close. Most of these guys are so close. I do not believe that there is a conversation to be had about Joe Thomas, Darrell Rivas, or Dwight Freeney. No, they're all I all don't. And I And obviously, I'm probably biased because I'm a Chicago Bears fan, but I think Devin Hester should be in. There, there's no doubt I about that. I, I got
1: to be honest. I don't think you're alone on that. I think that most people regard Devin Hester as, as at a minimum, one of the best ever. To return kicks and punts, but I think a lot of people agree with you. He is the best ever, and that like that's why I say I think dude is in. Like I don't even think it's going to be tough for him.
0: Yeah, uh, Kenai Johnson brings me to the one of the more interesting points. Have you guys here heard about uh, this T. Higgins situation? That's T. Higgins is the wide receiver that hit or was involved in the, the tackle that wound up with Damar Hamlin in the hospital. Right. And there there is one particular talk show host at ESPN that is coming out and blaming T. Higgins for the the incident with Damar Hamlin, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. T. Higgins feels responsible for what happened. And if you listen to the medical experts and follow the science. Yeah. This is a freak occurrence that happened. T Higgins, if you didn't see the play that led to this Hamlin thing, T Higgins was being tackled by Hamlin. They came together. T Higgins shoulder goes into the chest of DeMar Hamlin. It happened at the exact right moment at the exact right place on on Hamlin's chest to interrupt the electricity that flows through your heart to keep it beating. It's a freak injury. This had nothing to do with anything that T. Higgins did. It was a freak football play. It wasn't even that violent of a play, Yeah. if we're being honest. It it does illustrate a couple of things. One, life is really fragile. No doubt about that. Two, even the most basic play in football is violent. Mm -hmm. And this was a really, pretty normal play and it's not T Higgins fault and i i wish that i wish we would stop blaming T Higgins for this and i say we i wish certain people would stop blaming T Higgins for this cuz i yeah. just don't think it's right
1: yeah and, and i think it's gaslighting to blame him i think you're you're you, you know it's you know it's a freak accident and you're still doing it, and that's what's troubling
0: yeah and uh, uh, by the way the update is that there's not really much of an update um We should be getting more information on on Hamlin today. Uh, DeMar showed signs Tuesday night into Wednesday morning of cognitive function um, and of recovery. We got no update yesterday. You know, the family friend, you know, his his marketing representative, who's a very close friend of his, uh, told CNN and ESPN, who are both there on scene, um, that there are big signs of improvement. And... You know they've talked a lot about you know the road ahead. The road ahead is long and it is winding in this guy's recovery. Yeah, I mean it is it is very difficult. This whole I just this was just a freak in accident. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I you know yeah. Uh, Kendall Dean says Demar's injury, from what I've heard, could have happened if he was wrestling. It it isn't due to football. I'm confused. The football haters will kill uh, the sport over some freak accident. It was a freak accident. Yeah. What and what people don't know is there there is you know, if you look at a heartbeat on a chart, like if you look at an EKG and there's a bouncing, you know, the bouncing yeah, the line. line. Right. There is a point in your heartbeat where if you take a significant impact to the chest, it will stop your heart. It will it will cause cardiac arrest. Chris Pronger, the hockey player, got hit in the chest with a slap shot. The exact same thing happened. Exact same thing happened. So, you're, you, there's no fault. It ju- it just happened.
1: And it kind of puts into perspective just how insane, like, w- w- like the things we do are. Like we, it's so normalized. It's yes. so like, oh, he's just playing football. But the very act of playing football is
0: dangerous.
1: The very act of playing any contact oh, sport yeah. is dangerous. You're
0: in- you're putting your life on the line every time you step on the football. And field. I
1: feel like before the Demar thing happened. That was just kind of, it's kind of like what Ryan Clark said, right? Oh, I'm willing to die for this. Or, you know, you're putting your life We're on going the to line. war. Like, we all kind of, you yeah. knew what that meant, but you weren't like, well, you're not literally gonna die today. And we're not
0: quite literally going to war.
1: Well, it turns out you quite literally are going to war. And that's what's kind of scary. Yeah.
0: It is. It is not. It is not something to be trifled with. It, it. truly is not. Football fifty ten to the hour. Every hour on the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa
1: Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one: carefully knead dough. Step two: artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four,
2: realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it.
3: Right now, get the chicken garlic pizza with chicken, Roma tomatoes, and creamy garlic sauce for just $9.99. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza.
0: Papa Murphy's Pizza presents Football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show uh, make sure you use the promo code MONTE25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. 702 on the Monty Show, presented by The Advocates. Uh, find them online at theadvocates.com. Uh, make sure you check out our new membership for everybody who's new uh, to the show. I see a bunch of people came online this morning now. Um, hey, we're offering memberships, $9.99 a month. Um, get you exclusive video content on a daily basis. Um, as well as entry into our exclusive member-only uh, Instagram group uh, where we will be doing things like talking jazz basketball with the Jazz and the Houston Rockets tonight. Uh, we'll be you know, chatting with you guys during the game in the Instagram group. Um, and all you have to do is uh, join the membership right here on our YouTube channel. Um, people are telling me that they're having trouble seeing the join button on the mobile app um i'll look at that after the show but you can go to my twitter feed the monty show m-o-n-t-y the monty show on twitter and i will retweet that right now with my big ugly face on there (laughs) um you'll be able to see the uh the retweet um of the direct link um you know you guys can uh pretty easily by the way um as of course, I'm looking at my uh, Twitter feed, and do I, do I have it right here in front of me? There it is. Okay, I can retweet that. Um, but yeah, you can go right to my Twitter feed and get that, and uh, you can join right off of that tweet on Twitter, uh, The Monty Show on Twitter, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. We really appreciate the way that you guys support the show. Um, it is, obviously, it's something that we put a lot of time and effort into. Uh, we care, you know, we care a lot about this show, and, we, and you guys support us, and it is, uh, obviously it's quite humbling the way that you guys support us
1: yeah and i think the thing that you that you you know now the value of it now and into the future is that you're going to get <coughs> you're going to get more interaction with us in that instagram group that you get as part of this membership but i think moving forward the thing to consider is that like like we're working on a merch line right when that merch line comes out the people that are in this this group are going to get access to it before anybody else gets access to it when we do giveaways those people are going to know about those giveaways before we announce it on the show so they get a chance to get in before anybody else gets in right like you're going to get more access to everything involved in the show so that's why i say I know it's a financial thing. I know it's 10 bucks a month, but it is well worth your money because you're going to get way more stuff from us. And by the way, and I think this could be the most valuable thing to you, just my opinion, maybe you view it differently, but you can request like, hey, what do you think about this? Or, hey, you know, could you give me some advice on that? Or like, you know what I mean? So like there's that personal level of, of service on it. So that's what's really exciting about it.
0: Yep, and uh, of course, one of the major perks you get on this show is that when you're a member, uh, we read your comments first. So Lopes Fan Gabe says, hit the like button, you casuals. Thank you for being a member Lopes Fan. Arlington Bears, as you see there, highlighted. Hester is the GOAT. He is the best returner ever. Agreed. No, Darren Sproles is not. not, I shouldn't even put that on the screen. It's offensive. Darren Sproles is not the GOAT. Devin, Hester is the GOAT. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh let's see. Uh Blood of DePanta says salute to the panel, the chat, the mods. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, let's go. Uh getting a glimpse of how Jake used to sell his Yelp ads now. Nah, my Yelp ads are much more aggressive than this. You know, there you go. Uh by the way, Keith Carl says uh hit the like button twice, once for me and once for the ghost. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh yeah, give us a like, hit the thumbs up button. It really helps the channel grow. Let's talk some NBA hoop, my friends. You know, your Utah Jazz are on the road in Houston tonight. Uh, look at that number there, minus six, 232. Look at the money line number, minus 250 on the Utah Jazz. The boys in Vegas think this is going to be a comfortable win for the Jazz, but it also offers a really interesting comparison. What's the right way to build in the NBA? Is it to do what the Utah Jazz are doing? and restructure your salary cap, keep veterans on the roster and try to accumulate draft a- draft assets that you can then trade to build or do you do what the Houston Rockets do? Trade everything, burn this thing to the ground, get a bunch of draft capital and play with 17 year olds for three years and hope for the best. It's a big question and in my mind, I think rebuilding the way that Jazz are rebuilding is the right way to go because I think it gets you back to a championship much, quick- much more quickly and I think it gives your fans something to hang on to. But Jake, where are you? Are the Jazz the right way to do it or are the Rockets the right way to do it?
1: Yeah, I think there's a proven route to success with with rebuilding. And I think it's the way the Jazz are doing it, which is Danny Ainge is, is you know obviously going to make some significant trades. But you're not making those trades with the intent of just burning it down. You're making those trades with the intent of of getting your salary cap right so you can go and make more moves and have more flexibility. My problem with the way that teams like the Rockets are doing it is you're just burning it down to burn it down. You're just burning it down so that you can have more money to play with, but you don't know the direction you want to go to. I view burning it down differently than what the Jazz did. Burning it down is just let's trade everybody and just start over. But we don't have direction. We don't have... You know a sense of strategy we don't have any sort of end goal really you know it's easy to say like if you're the rockets it's easy to say well our end goal is to win a championship you're not winning a championship anytime soon and the reason you're not winning a championship anytime soon is because you don't have that that vision and strategy and direction so to me this is very clear i i think the jazz and the way they're going about it is proper the frustrating thing and why we talk about the jazz so much on the show right now is because they are capable of winning like both of these teams tonight what's funny is they both lost their last five games the problem is with the jazz we're surprised by that because because the way they're losing these games is very fixable it's correctable yes that's the the hard part is that the way the jazz are rebuilding is is much more clinical much more proper to me because you have the way you're going about it is allowing you to be in these games it's not just a it's not just lucky that you happen to beat this one team or that team. It's not just lucky that you lost to this team or that team. You lost because you turned it over and you're playing bad basketball, not because you're a bad team. Just like that's the difference. Whereas the Rockets lose because they're a bunch of 17-year-olds right. that just aren't ready right. to win.
0: Yeah, and I don't I, I don't think, I, I think that's exactly right. I, I think when you look at this Jazz team, I think there's a lot to hang on to with this Jazz team. I actually think there's a lot to be excited about with this jazz team. I think the question is, how invested is Ryan Smith? And I know we've talked about this in the past, but I think it's a really salient point right now and a really big question if you're a jazz fan. How much confidence do you have that Ryan Smith is going to lead this franchise to a championship? Because I think there are a lot of questions about that. One of the the topics that we talked about on the show yesterday is what is the bar for sports in this town? And I I'm curious if you as a jazz fan, believe that winning a championship for the Utah Jazz is is within reach because I do. I think the Jazz will compete for a championship in the next three to five seasons. I think this upcoming trade deadline in, in just about a month here is massively important. I think they have to do big business, and sources around the league continue to tell me that the Jazz are busy. They are on the phone, and I think they will do business here, but the question is— what is your level of confidence that this jazz organization is willing to go out and and do what has to be done to win a championship yeah And, and i don't know how confident people are i really don't
1: yeah you know i think that i think people would be more confident if ryan smith was regularly out in public talking i think people would feel more safe and more Uh, reassured that things were going the right way if Ryan Smith would simply make a statement once a month instead of doing it at a media dais why don't you do it at like like why don't you like and this is the thing with England and Europe and in Premier League teams and things like that you get there are certain sects of that sport where you get leadership out in the community meeting people and talking to people and there's a relatability factor that I think is is really necessary and, and yesterday on the show, we talked about this, you know, expectation things and, and do people treat Salt Lake like a major market, even though it's not, which they should be doing. And the problem is, is that Ryan Smith does own the Jazz. He does own RSL. And I'm not sitting here saying he's doing a bad job. That's not really the conversation we're having. We're having a conversation about what could you be doing better? How much further could you push the envelope with what you have to work with now? And my belief is you could push the envelope quite a bit further. I just don't think they're prioritizing the, the the fan experience outside of the physical game, which is what really matters, which is why, not to go right back to the membership thing we were just talking about, but that was the, the reason I wanted and we wanted on the show to start doing memberships because we want to serve you guys because you've been supporting us. Just the same way the Jazz and BYU and Utah and all of our teams here really should reach out and try to support you and give you more value when you're not watching the show or the game yeah. or whatever yes. it is. So so that's my struggle with, with with leadership in this town is like, I feel like Ryan Smith could do a lot more and he's just not. And again, I'm not sitting here insinuating the guy's just sitting around on his couch, drinking a cup of coffee, not doing anything. I respect <laughs> the fact that the guy is you know, a billionaire right, who right. owns multiple organizations and is really busy. But what I don't buy is that you don't have five minutes to spend with media relations putting out a video on Twitter saying, hey, Jazz fans, it's Ryan Smith. I'm literally just in my office and wanted to say hey today.
0: Yep. That's not hard to do. Hey, big shout-out to Salty Drunk. He's now a member of the Monty Show channel. Appreciate that. He has exclusive access to video content and our Instagram group. Uh, Appreciate Appreciate that. Appreciate you, man. Thank Uh, you. Sean Carden says, if Quinn Snyder coached the Rockets or Magic, they could become great teams because of their athletes. This is a really interesting comment here. Mm-hmm. Because I think one of the biggest moves that that Ryan Smith, Danny Ainge, that this group made was firing, essentially, firing, moving on from Quinn Snyder. I think that was a that was a huge move for this team. And I think Will Hardy's the right guy. But I've been a lot I've been surprised that a lot of Jazz fans are wondering if Will Hardy is a good coach. Mm-hmm. I I think Will Hardy's done a pretty good job with this team, but you knew there were going to be growing pains with Will Hardy. Is this Jazz team better with Will Hardy or with Quinn Snyder? I don't think there's any doubt they're better with Will Hardy. There's no doubt about that. That doesn't mean that Quinn Snyder doesn't have a place in the league or that Quinn Snyder did a bad job for this team because he didn't. But they needed to move on from Quinn. And I think Will Hardy's the right guy because you're going to be bad for two, three years, right? I think I think we all realize that. Yeah. You're going to be bad. Well, that was the game plan. Yeah, so there's nothing wrong. Absolutely, there's nothing wrong with hiring a young coach who's going to make mistakes. He has made mistakes, in my opinion. But you're not going to see those mistakes repeated over and over again. And I think that's why Will Hardy's the right guy at the right time for this club. Will he be the head coach when they win a championship? I don't know. That's to be determined. Maybe, maybe not. But right now, I think Will Hardy's the right guy.
1: I think it's unfair to compare Will and Quinn because I think, one, success for Quinn was very clear. Get to the Western Conference Finals. That was success. Anything short of that is not successful. Don't care what your regular season record Mm was, right? But success for Will Hardy looks very different, and I think this is why people are asking the question if he's a good head coach, because success really is not, hey, get to this juncture of the season or get to this team achievement right that's not success this year this year's success is develop guys well what does that look like that's an opinionated thing right like we can sit here and say well Colin Sexton is developing and then maybe he thinks he's not or I th- like you know what right, I mean like it's right. just such a it's just such a cloudy thing for will right now that's why I think you got to have patience with it
0: yeah I agree uh hey how about that nameless ghoul 911. Welcome. Is our newest member. Uh, Make sure you DM us. By the way, as as you become a member, DM the Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, the Monty Show on Instagram, uh, and we will put you into the uh, exclusive members only group. Appreciate that nameless school. Richard McDonald says, Smith definitely has deep enough pockets. I guess we'll find out how willing to dig into them he is. The black jerseys are dog ass. Okay, so. They're actually the only ones I like. And it'll be interesting. Austin Napierski is going to the Jazz game with us next week. Yeah. Um, and one of the things you'll get, by the way, when you become a member of the channel is you're going to find out about our promotions first. Um, but Austin Napierski won the Jazz promotion where we take him plus one to the to the Jazz game against Donnie and the Cavs. I'm interested to see what Austin Napierski is going to do. Yeah. Is Austin going to get a jersey a sweatshirt what's he gonna get we're gonna buy him something in the team store it'll be interesting to see what he gets yeah uh Richard thanks for the $10 tip appreciate that Eric and Raleigh says Quinn Snyder did the very best with the talent he had they just had the Warriors in their way well well
1: I think there's something to that but I I think that that's a great point Eric I I think that locally people had a lot of emotion around Donovan and Rudy and Quinn in that dynamic and I think that at the end, because of what happened, people lose sight of what this team was in their prime. And I think that's a shame, but yes, I think it's is. the natural occurrence of how sports goes. When you get heartbroken in sports, you don't give a damn that, that you know, you, you don't care about, you know, Donovan Mitchell doing this or Rudy Gobert doing that or you know, like you don't care about. A sixty-win season, or whatever they had when they were the number one seed. You know, like That's you don't right. care about any That's of that. That's right. Yep. All you care about is, oh, our team sucks now. Now what? Now, now I got to wait till football season. Is that what you're telling me? That's oh, the problem.
0: Man. Kenai Johnson did us all dirty. He brought up the name Ty Corbin. Whoever don't like Will Hardy is the fan that wants Ty Corbin back as head coach. <laughs> Can I? Let's Savage not go bro. overboard. Savage. Let's not go overboard because I think we all are well aware nobody wants Ty Corbin to be the head coach. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants Ty Corbin to be the head coach. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. All of our jazz talk on this show presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you go and uh, hook it up at Quick Quack. You know it's supposed to rain and snow this afternoon. No problem. Quick Quack car wash has you in and out in five minutes. Uh, I go to the one in South Jordan at the district, and as I always tell you, I love that I don't have to talk to a machine. I I do. Jake is a big fan of the self checkout. I am not. Uh huh. Self checkout is dumb.
1: Self checkout's different than than a car wash though, and and that's why we love Quick Quack because you get a person when you're sitting in your car. Like, one of my biggest pet peeves in life, whether I'm at Quick Quack or, you know, I'm in a parking garage or whatever. One oh, of my a parking pet peeves, garage is the best. Like, one of my biggest pet yes. peeves is you got to, like, like oh, when you're going to a jazz game. When you're going to a jazz game. Right? You're going to a jazz game, and we all know that garage that's got, like, the 10-foot curb that you're worried about while you're trying to pull up to the little kiosk and you're reaching for your life. You don't have to do that at Quick Quack. You roll up. They ask you for your name or they take your plate, they know your name and you're good to go. Like it's and just And the guy easy. always
0: says, hey, Monty, how are you? Yeah, He doesn't know who I am, Yeah, but because he puts my license plate in there and has my name in there, he hands me, they they give you a free dashboard wipe. Like it's great, bring the kids too, because there's a bunch of colors and lights and stuff. Quick Quack Car Wash presents all of our Utah Jazz Talk on the Monty Show. Um, <laughs> no to that dirty name, Luis Capazzo says exactly right. Exactly right. Can I, man, don't ever bring up that name again. Do not. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. Let's be honest, though. Ty was a good dude. Ty is a nice dude. Ty is a nice guy. Ty Corbin's a good... He was
1: a fill-in for the guy who replaced the guy who replaced the guy. Like, that's what Ty was.
0: Totes. I totally agree with that. Josh Lovering, good morning. He says, Will Hardy is a quality coach. Is Will a yes-man, though? Well, he could be. He absolutely could be. Right now he is. And you kind of need him to be because... Again, maybe Ochai Akbaji is the best example of this. Maybe Nikhil Alexander-Walker is the best example of this. You need to be able to go to Will Hardy and say, hey, we need to get Ochai more minutes. We need to really understand where he is and where he can go. Does he need more G League time? Does it like That's the biggest question. Because what I can tell you is, if Will Hardy doesn't want to play Ochai Akbaji, it's a problem. Yeah. If Will Hardy doesn't want to give Walker Kessler more minutes, it's a problem.
1: Well, and I think the cool thing with Will is you see what he wants to do and then he just goes and does it. Like... I, I think it was really smart by him. Like, take the Nikhil Alexander Walker thing. The the NAW uh and THT situation for minutes distribution. Yes. NAW just came in and took those minutes, right? And that but that that the source of that was Will giving NAW extra minutes for one game, right? One game got NAW all these extra minutes now. And he's cooled off a little bit and He's no longer, everyone's, you know, sliced bread, if you will, but he's still getting good minute distribution, and now it's up to Akbaji to do that same kind of thing. The problem is, is for whatever reason, Akbaji just is not making the three at the NBA level, which is fascinating to me because it is the same game. It's just faster. That's it. Like, the game moves faster, and to me, I think he's just adjusting to that. The line doesn't move, right? Yeah. Like, that's the difference. Are you
0: surprised that Talon Horton Tucker has not played a single minute? And I'm going back through his game log. I don't see that he's played a game since December 22nd. Yeah, it's a long time, dude. Are you surprised that he has fallen so quickly out of favor THT?
1: Um on some level, but also not so much. Like on some level, yes because he can shoot it a little bit. He's got a good body, like he can do some things. The problem is, is he shoots it too much, right? He he doesn't have a good grip on when he should play within the set or when he needs to create. Because that's, that's his strength. He can create for himself. Yeah. And, and that's the trouble on this team, like, like the Jordan Clarksons, even NAW, even sometimes Mike, like these guys got to find that balance of when to create for themselves and when to run the set.
0: Yes, I agree. Salty Drunk, who's a member of this channel now, thank you, sir. Didn't the front office have problems with Quinn on minutes distribution? They did. Yeah, they did. Your guy, Joe Ingles, was one of those guys. Yeah, they
1: were pissed he wasn't playing Joe enough. Yeah. And and I think that, (laughs) I I think, you know, this conversation around, is Will Hardy a yes-man? He needs to be a yes-man, whether he wants to be or not, because he and Danny Ainge are buddy-buddy, and I guarantee you, Danny said, hey, if you're going to take this job, this is, you know, you're going to have to be a yes Man, here on some level,
0: and I I think the it, the Joe Ingles minutes thing. I mean, you were playing him too much. Now you're not playing him, and like it was, it just it became uncomfortable. So I agree with that. Mori Alvarez, who's also a member, thank you for that. Ty Corbin was a good player, loved him, but a horrible coach. Yeah. Ty Corbin's a DePaul blue demon, blue devil, blue demon, demon, blue demon. He went to DePaul in Chicago. That's my guy, but not as a coach. He's a great assistant. He is a great assistant. Yep.
1: And that's okay. I I hate when we're like, "Oh, well, 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 dude, Ken
0: is only capable of being a great assistant."
1: As if that's not a great thing. Yeah. Right? Like that is a
0: great skill. Yep, I agree. Richard McDonald says, "How do I join? I'm late today." Um again, not to be Mr. Sales no, guy. do it. But, yeah, do it. But uh there is the join link right there. So I just put it in the comment.
1: 2 minutes on this. YouTube is 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 working on renovating the mobile app that a lot of you guys watch on. And so right now with the membership thing that we're talking about today, there's not a join button on the mobile app if you're watching. Which through is where
0: that. everybody watches this show. And YouTube
1: knows that, right? So like YouTube is working on adding that, um, but it's not there right now. So you can find the link in the chat. He just put it in there or um, you can just go to his Twitter, The Monty Show, and that's yeah. where I would recommend you go. That's probably the easiest if you have any trouble with that link, which I don't think you
0: should, but no. if you
1: do, um, just go to his Twitter, and it's right at the top there.
0: Totally agree. BB says, uh, Rudy Gay minutes over young guys. Will Hardy, come on. Well, and and well, I actually yeah. don't disagree with this at all, BB. I think you're exactly right. Um, I think it's very difficult to continue to watch Rudy Gay take minutes on this team, and, and it, it doesn't matter who you want to play. Give somebody else Rudy Gay's minutes because... He, he's got value. He just doesn't have value to a rebuilding team. Rudy <coughs> Gay needs to be the 10-11 guy uh, on, a, on a Milwaukee Buck team. He needs to be the 10-11 guy on a Brooklyn team. Like, yeah. Go somewhere where they need a little a little bit of offense and not a whole lot of defense because he just is not a guy, in my opinion, that can defend at a high level right now, but he can defend the 4-5 a little bit. And His highest value to me is as a spot-up three-point shooter. That's what he does well. I don't want him dribbling a whole lot, even though I know he. The other day, he dropped. Um, uh, what's his name from the Heat in the mm-hmm. corner there? Hit that jumper. Like that's all well and good. But the turnovers, the like, it's just not. He's not a fit. Rudy he Gay's not a fit on a this team. He a lot of
1: shots that are gimmies.
0: Yeah, he's not a. He's not a. He's he's not a. He's not a great fit. Yeah. Pied Piper, join the membership. Thank and you. I appreciate remember, that.
1: Remember for the Instagram group, you need to DM us so we because Instagram and YouTube aren't connected. So. There's a lot of you joining. Please DM us on Instagram so we can add you after the show.
0: Yeah, and the, the, uh, the details are, hey, if, you, if you're a member on our show, if you subscribe to our membership, it's $10 a month. You're going to get exclusive video content every day. We make a video just for our members. And then we're going to have a Instagram group that we already have, by the way. Um, and again, shout out to Arlington Bears. He was the first member of the show. He was the first member of that group. Um, but that group is together and we're going to chat like during the jazz game tonight, we'll be chatting in that group with you guys about jazz basketball. Uh, Ken Scott, the former Utah alum is on the show in an hour from now talking Utah football in the direction of the program. Um, you know, we'll chat about that stuff. Like you'll always get access to things first. You'll always get access to our insider information too. When we do
1: giveaways, what
0: giveaways you'll be the first one to have access to merch. So yeah, Absolutely. Uh, Join. Appreciate you doing that. Uh, also, Richard McDonald. Thank you. He is also now a member of our our little YouTube community. Appreciate you doing that. Uh, Salty Drunk says Rudy Gay needs to be Blake Griffin. He does. Yeah, I
1: don't disagree with that. I he think, does. I think Blake, and I think Blake did a great job of sort of, you know, transforming himself into that into that you know firecracker off the bench, and and I think it, it elongated his career for sure.
0: Yep. Uh, Chase Everett says is if tanking is part of the strategy. Now is the time to experiment with lineups. Tanking is such an interesting word because as we talk Utah Jazz basketball on the Monty Show, I just don't know. Tanking in its traditional form is not what this team is doing. I mean, you're not, you don't tank and lose games by two points. right? You do what San Antonio did last night, which is just not inbound the ball and turn it over. No, no, no. That's what you do when you're tanking. You play all of your young guys. You don't play Rudy Gay minutes when you're tanking. This team's clearly not tanking in the traditional I'm tanking mode, right? I think what you're seeing, though, is I I don't think it's the end of the world when this team loses a game. And I think it's really interesting that when you look at these things and you start to understand where this Jazz team is, I think there's a lot of opportunity for this team. Yeah, And it's a matter of do you want this team to make the playoffs or not? But let's be really clear on one thing. They're not in the the hunt from a win-loss perspective for Victor Wambanyama. Probably not for Scoot Henderson. Like, you want those guys, you're going to have to trade up to get them. Mm -hmm. The problem is their draft assets are not great. If we're truth-telling on this show, and you know that's what we say, hey, the Monty Show is the truth in Salt Lake Sports Talk. If we're truth-telling on this show, their draft assets are not great. I don't know that their draft assets alone would move them up into position to draft Victor Wambanyama.
1: Yeah, it almost feels like the draft asset situation or conversation – very much feels like, hey, you have a lot of draft assets, and that's what's gonna be the value. Not so much that those draft assets are like the best thing we've ever seen in the draft. You know, like that's that I think is the difference that's kind of come to light. And and that's why I say like when we when we were talking earlier about like draft, uh like rebuilding paths, like the way the Jazz are doing it, or the way the Rockets are doing it, or or even like the way the Brooklyn Nets did it, right? Yeah. Acquiring all this talent. Like, like they're it's very clear. The teams that do it quickly and do it properly are rare, but when they do it, it's very successful. And that's why I say as a jazz fan, don't hold or, or hinge on win-loss. That's not what you're right. that's not what you should be doing. What you should be doing is hinge on on comments like BB had or some of these other guys have had about, "Hey, like why are we playing Rudy Gay over young guys? Why are like
0: those are the wins or losses within these games right yeah. now?" Totally agree, and and I, I am a Nikhil Alexander-Walker fan. I want to see more. I want to see more from him. I want to see more from Ochai. I want to see more from Walker Kessler. I think we're watching almost on a, a minute-to-minute basis Walker Kessler become a better player. I, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that, so I want to see I want to see more from him for sure. Uh, Luis Capazzo says, All those slivers from riding the pine uh, has got to hurt. Someone get THT a pair of tweezers and a mirror. He needs them both. Ooh cold-blooded bro uh but i don't disagree uh,
1: uh got a quick not sidetracked show in our instagram group because i just want to keep talking about this chris Carn has graduated from watching us on a phone to watching us on this new tv he just bought really yeah so now he's on he's on the new tv so i like it and he's hung it on the wall and he's got his little sound bar. oh wow it's pretty slick dude. i like it nice way work. to go chris Karn. nice
0: work dude yeah you should, yeah i like it i like it a lot i, I love guys that watch us on tv that's ph- phenomenal Appreciate that. Uh, let's see, Richard McDonald says, if y'all are here every day, buy Super Chats or memberships. These uh, these boys need support or we will eventually won't be able to do this with each other. Great little community going here. It, it's not a matter of join the membership because we're desperate. Yeah. What it is, is it, it it buys time. That's what it does. And we're, we're looking for ways to be more interactive. I think one of the wins on this show, not to be arrogant about it, but one of the wins on the show is, we're constantly talking with you guys. We tweet with you, we Instagram with you, we talk with you on the show like the show o- is over and then it just keeps on going. Yeah. Because we're 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 talking to you guys. We're like a 365 community here. Like we're it's every day. Like it, it's that's what this is about. And yeah, I appreciate that, Richard. Thank you for the support. Ah, uh, Chase Abbott says, "Yeah, Instagram is all part of the metaverse, not not the Google umbrella. Yeah, it yeah, is absolutely. We, we
1: we really consider that too. It's funny you bring that up because we literally had that conversation yesterday about like, well, great, they're gonna. We're asking our listeners and our viewers to pay for something, right? Which we haven't done really before. I mean, we yeah. you know we've done some light merch stuff. We've really tried like, to
0: stay away from it.
1: Yeah, we've tried to stay away from asking you guys to pay for stuff, but we felt like." Hey, if we're going to ask you to pay for something, we want to make sure that we bring as much value as we can possibly bring. And so, you know, to Richard's comment there and to what you said, like, it's not necessarily that we need the money per se. But if we're going to, what allows us to bring you more of that content and more of that interaction and more of that behind the scenes personal time is, is time. Right? So that is the, the, the trade-off and why, and that's essentially what you're paying for is time and more interaction and more personalized stuff. And, and I know I keep saying this, knowing about the giveaways in the future is a big deal because you are going to have to get into those giveaways. The earlier you're in, the better chance you're going to have. And like,
0: members always get five to one entries. And, so and if you're yeah. not a member, you yeah. get one entry. If, you are a, if you're a member of the show, you get five entries. So you have five times more chance to win yeah. a weekend at spring training with us than you do somebody who's not a member. Things like that, Yeah, that's why you become a member. Uh, all right, talking jazz basketball, jazz. Um, by the way, is anybody surprised that the jazz are a six-point favorite and they're, the money line is minus 250?
1: Yeah, I think this game is going to be a barn burner tonight. I think you the, the 232 number, in my opinion, is a little light. I think this is one hundred. This is like 120, 118. This is like low 120s to high teens kind of game. And the 232 number kind of suggests that 117-ish area where I feel like one of these two teams, and it, it could be the Rockets. I'm not sitting here saying that I'm you know, just over the moon confident about the Jazz in this game. But but I do think one of these teams is going to crack like 120, 125. But
0: when's the last time the Jazz were this awful on the money line? Like you have to yeah. bet 250 bucks to 100 bucks. Like yeah, who's dude. doing that? Yeah. Like that's that's crazy. I The the line on the game tonight tells you, yeah, I you, you know. Um, let's see. Eric and Rowley says, when are you guys going to expand the network and new shows to follow your show? Oh God, why did you bring this up? uh take over the salt lake city market jake absolutely rides me about this on a regular basis yeah, yeah. we talk about it all yeah, the time I think
1: you know i have no problem talking about it a little bit like i think the consider like we want that's in the cards for sure it's funny you bring that up i think the conundrum is that that w- if we're going to add somebody or we're going to bring someone into the fold the quality can't go down and the just the feel of it can't change
0: too much and that's what we're hesitant about. the x and o's is we've built a really strong algorithm with youtube yeah we have we we have if you search utah jazz you're going to see a thousand of our videos if you search byu football byu utah football like you're going to see the monty show. amazon deal amazon deal you're going to see the monty show we've built a really strong algorithm because you guys do a great job supporting the show you click the like button which is a huge part of that that's why we're constantly telling you hey give us a thumbs up please um when when you look at how long people are average watch time is through the roof. Man like people watch the show for 20 to 25 minutes a day. That stuff makes a huge difference. If you bring in a new show and you put them on your YouTube channel and people watch for 3 minutes and they don't hit the like button, it absolutely tanks the entire channel. Yeah. So it's something that you really have to have to calculate. You have to be you have to be really careful. Uh, Anton says, I'm not familiar with wh- what that minus six, 232 means, so what that means is, and it's always next to the favorites team, so let me let me put this banner back up here. What this graphic right here means is, and read it from left to right with me, Utah Jazz, minus six, they're a six point favorite, 232 and a half. The over um under is 232 and a half. The combined score between the two teams is 232 and a half. That means the boys in Vegas think that both teams are going to score 116 points. Are they? Is somebody going to score 117? Is somebody going to score 133 and somebody's going to score 100? Do you think that two teams will combine for more than 232 points combined? That's the question. Uh, and then minus 250 is what we call the money line. Right, so if you wanna bet on the Jazz tonight just to outright win the game, you have to put $250 down to win 100. Yeah. That's the bottom line. If there was a plus 250, that means you'd have to put $100 down to win $250. So it's all gambling ease and that's what that means. Do you guys care about gambling lines? That's something else we've talked about a lot. Yeah. We've talked about that a lot. Uh, let's see. Maury Alvarez, who's a member says, speaking, uh, speaking of smash the like button, only 36 likes so far. Wow. Is that? Yes. We've had, uh, almost a thousand views and we have 39 likes. That Hurts my groinial region. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Lopes Fangabe, who's also a member, says Mrs. Monty and Tanner RSL show coming in hot.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, we like, I would love to hear some
0: desires. What,
1: like, one of my favorite things to do on the show is ask you guys what you want. I mean, if yeah. you want, like, and, and I'm not even joking, if you want a soccer show, that's something that we can consider. Like, if you want. A gambling show, uh, one that's uh, like that. I mean, you know, you know, like the gambling networks that talk over-unders and uh, what we were just saying. Like, if you want a show like that, like, let us know. Like, that's, we are considering it. But what he was talking about with the algorithm and tanking the channel, that is something that we have to be very, very careful with because... We do have a really good thing going here, and we just don't want to wreck that at all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sean Carden, as we talk Utah Jazz, says, I would also like to see Johnny Juzang play. Was hyped as a player at UCLA. Let's see what he can do, and he's pretty good in the G League. Uh, Jake and I have seen him play. Uh, You know, I just don't know that there's room for him, right? He's got to refine a little bit. The interesting guy is Frank Jackson. When does Frank Jackson get run with the Jazz? Um, I think he's injured again. He did not play last night for the Stars. But when does Frank Jackson get run with the with the Jazz? That's a guy that on a team where the Jazz are, he's a guy that can give you those Rudy game minutes. He's a guy that you could you know play small ball with. He's a guy that he he's somebody that I think can play the one, two, or the three in this league. Like it's just a matter of what the Jazz want. I'm a little surprised because he's played really well in the G League. I'm surprised that jazz or somebody else have not snatched him up to play on the roster. the guy shoots 40% from three. Like, I mean, I, I'm a little surprised that you don't give him some run.
2: Yeah.
0: A little surprised. Uh, let's see. Josh Leverett says, Eric and Josh, we're ready to go. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, Kurt Meyer says nothing on the screen. What does what that do you mean? mean? Nothing on the Kurt screen? Myers. Explain that, that. What do you mean? Um, let's see. Uh, Loeb's fan gave people are watching twenty to twenty five minutes per day. You got to pump those numbers up, casuals. Those are rookie numbers. Yeah, the average view time is huge. Uh, it's a really important statistic to YouTube. Um, and on our live, on our live show, our average view durations between twenty and twenty five minutes ish.
1: Which is, you know, for
0: being honest, that's elite. Like, it's outstanding. You know, like yeah. by
1: YouTube standards, that's pretty ridiculous watch
0: time. Yeah, Chase says I don't speak Vegas. Jeff Johnson says, I don't mind the gambling numbers. I just don't understand them because I don't participate, but I think it's interesting. It's such a baked-in part of sports now. Yeah. Like, I mean, I I cannot tell you how many people on a weekly basis say, um, you know, oh, well, what do you think of this game? Or, hey, where would you go? What side of this? Remember (sighs)
1: Utah-USC? Remember the first Utah-USC game? Not the second one, but the first one. Dude, when that game... When we were in the week of that game leading up to it, we probably got, I'm talking about like probably 20, 30 DMs about, hey, what is the line? What do you you think of like, you know, can Utah's defense hold down Caleb Williams? Like, can Cam do enough for them to win? Like, like it's a lot of people are about it.
0: Oh, look at that. Look at who our newest member is. The one and only Giggity, maybe, Add a boy, maybe next to Lopes fan Gabe, who I think is OG. the longest tenure, like OG member of the show. I think, and maybe we need a sound effect every time somebody becomes a member. Okay, maybe we need like a bell or something. Yeah, like a shazam. I can work on that. Um, but Giggity's been on this show for years, ages, dude. Uh, re- Giggity, really appreciate you. Uh, Doing that, I appreciate it. Arlington Bear says my average view time is three hours daily. Love you, dude. Appreciate appreciate that. that. Appreciate that. Uh, did you guys see the ratings on the Rose Bowl? Oh, oh no, did they look those? I did not. Out? Yeah, did those? Did those? You know come where out? to
1: go. You know where to go on Twitter, baby. Where where are my where are
0: my guys at Super West, man? Yeah, that's where Jake's gonna go because he loves Super West. Yeah, where are my guys? Let's see what they say. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Rose Bowl posts all-time low ratings as college football playoff expansion looms uh, oh no
1: the granddaddy of them all
0: yeah okay okay here's the biggest problem with this story here's the biggest problem with this story hey there's my guy what's mayor up
1: Montytown Jeremy
0: Bolton is the mayor of Montytown hey again everybody who's a member DM me on Instagram you get access into our exclusive Monty member group where we talk things all things jazz all things BYU all that stuff exclusive videos all kinds of great content on the YouTube channel will be members only it'll be in a private group so, so public can't see it and then on Instagram you get access into our Monty only group um so make sure you DM me on on Instagram the Monty show MONTY the Monty show the biggest problem with all-time low ratings for the Rose Bowl. Is that that's exactly what Jake said was going to happen? Yeah, this is a huge problem for me. Yeah, because what did you what we had a not a fight no, we, had we had a, a we had a heated discussion, discussion though, about yeah. this. I
1: mean, and, and and that's why this is precisely why I felt like hey, this is a conversation we need to have. And in, and, and if you weren't here for that conversation in the vaunted behind-the-scenes pre-show meeting that nobody needs to know about, that everybody knows about. We had a bit of a heated argument when I said, hey, we need to ask the question on today's show, what are people more hyped about? What is more important? But what did I say?
0: What did I say, jerk? I said, hey, man, I'm really excited to talk about the Rose Bowl. Like, this is a matchup. And, hey, Clark Phillips isn't playing. And I want to see, and Cam, is he coming back? And Jake's like, nobody cares.
3: You're casual.
0: He straight up said to me, nobody cares. Nobody cares. He's like, I don't. He said to me, I'm so much more excited about Monday Night Football, the now infamous Bengals-Bills game. He's like, I'm so much more excited about the Bengals-Bills game. It's an important game. Yeah. Yeah, I did. (laughs) And I said to Jake. I said, "Look, you mf'er." You
1: said that I was tone deaf, and that we need to we need to talk about the Rose Bowl because it is a big deal, and because we have a lot of people who you know are Utah fans that watch the show, which is true, by the way. We do have a lot of Utah fans. And that watch you this had show. no,
0: you were like, "Okay, well, fine." Then I'm tone deaf. I said to him, "You're tone deaf." We're sitting in Salt Lake City. It is easily the biggest story of the day, and you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, "Can't drink carbonation." And Jake's like, "Well, yeah." Hmm. Okay, fine. We'll talk about it. And then we get on the show and we talk about it, and people are like ah, and now nobody watched the Rose Bowl, which absolutely makes Jake, you know. Anyway, uh, salty drunk, who's a member, says use the draft music or is that copyright? Yes, it's copyrighted, unfortunately. The No, the sound at the draft. Oh, <laughs> the sound. Let me Hold on. Let me, hang on. Let me. Uh, I think you that? have that already. I do have that. Yes. Uh, by the way, uh, Kani Johnson says, my average view time is start to finish. This is the only program I listen to like this, The Monty Show. Appreciate you, KJ. Program. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, let's do this. <laughs> if Caruso joins, I want my money back. I'll ask Whatever. him to join. You know. Uh, Lobes Fan Game, who's, who's a member, says the mayor is in the building. He is. He is. Uh, Maury Alvarez says the grand puppy of them all.
1: Yeah, I am. I am. I have to be honest. I am a little surprised that this is shocking. Yeah, and, and the only reason I say it's surprising is because of Penn State. I thought that. Well, I don't think that the Rose Bowl really had any significance this year because it didn't. Like, you weren't playing for anything. That's the problem. There was nothing on the line.
0: 30%. Yeah,
1: I felt like the Rose Bowl would still draw because it's Penn State. That's kind of that. I felt like, hey, it's got the East Coast connection. Oh, my
0: God. The Rose Bowl had 10.2 million viewers? Yeah, bro. Are you serious? The average viewership only was 10.2 million viewers. Oh my goodness. That number makes it the least watched Rose Bowl on record. Second least watched was 2016 Stanford, Iowa, which was at 13.6 million. You got beat by Iowa by 3 million vote. Oh my God. That's what I'm saying, man. Oh my God. <coughs> the fiesta bowl had 21.7 million views the peach bowl obviously these are college football playoff had 22.4 million but viewers do
1: you see what i mean do you see what i mean about this oh there has God. to be for college football to get good viewership like this there's got to be a a a thing they're playing wow for. And the rose bowl trophy is not good enough like and, and this isn't even a Pac-12 wow. thing to me. This is a college football thing. You have to be playing for something for it to matter.
0: Wow. I'm stunned by that. Again, don't forget in 45 minutes, Kenny Scott, uh, the uh, former Utah wide receiver, will join us. Uh, looking for Kenny was one of the best guys I've ever covered at Utah. Frankly, he was really nice. He was always fun to deal with. Um, and I want to ask him about Utah football because, let's be honest, it's Penn State. I mean, wh- why do you guys? I, I don't want to go too far here. What do you attribute to the low numbers? Here's what I attribute the Rose Bowl low numbers to. It's not part of the college football playoff. It was on a Monday. It was on at what three o'clock but, in the afternoon on a Monday. But the Monday was a holiday. But it was a weird holiday. It was a let's be honest. It was it was New Year's Day. Yeah. It wasn't New Year's Day. Yeah. It was the celebration of New Year's Day, which was on Sunday. So it was a weird day. I think a lot of people were, I, I honestly, if we're, if we're truth-telling, I also think just about every Utah fan on the planet was at the Rose Bowl on Monday. Yeah, Like, it was red. It was unbelievable. But I also don't think that the average Garden Variety College football fan cared about the Rose Bowl. right? And this is why you were you absolutely 100% I was wrong. You were right. I don't think the garden variety college football fan gave a damn. That's yeah. what this says. Because did anybody get excited about the Rose Parade? I did not. I didn't watch it. I didn't even know what was going on when right, I was. But when, parades, I feel like I don't feel like it's fair to use that as a benchmark, though, right? Like, but it's the Rose Parade.
1: But what does that it's, mean? It, it is
0: history, tradition, pageantry. Yeah. On a holiday, but it's not a holiday. It was it was another Monday. Like we worked on Monday. Nobody else, right? Did. No, the roads were pretty empty. It was to, wonderful. To your point, but I, I don't. I think. What do you guys attribute to the low numbers? I I, I don't know. Um, that's crazy. Four ninety nine. Uh, thank you for your tip, Richard McDonald. Hope it didn't sound like I was insinuating you were hurting for money. I'm just saying this is a business. Nothing happens for free. Well, that's absolutely the truth. Nothing happens for free. This is a. That's true. Yeah. This operation is not low cost.
1: No, I mean, we didn't. I, I
0: want to be clear, Richard. We didn't. It's not like we were no, paying that personally. Not at all. I,
1: I just think it's important to explain the inner workings
0: of it, you know? Hey, Jaron Eccles, our newest member on the show. Hey, hey my guy. Let's go. Here Salty go. drunk, you're impacting the show. Uh, appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I can't believe that they had 10 million people watch the Rose Bowl. That's it. Yeah. It's rough. Are you kidding me? I'll look. I wonder what, like, what did BYU's bowl do? What I don't. It can't be that. It it can't be that. You you can't tell me. No, that's. I'm I'm saying New Mexico did five million. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe if there were. Maybe. Um, Let's see. When is this New Mexico bowl? um, Oh, good. That headline.
1: That headline. That was eight
0: years ago. Relax. That feels good. Relax. Um, Let's see. Here are some of the bowl. TV, front office sports. Well, let me check the date on this. December 22nd, the New Mexico Bowl did 2.3 million views. Yeah. Vegas Bowl, 2.5 million. Celebration Bowl, 2.4. Dion. LA Bowl, 2.3. New Mexico, 2.03. And Fenway Bowl, 1.96. So the Fenway Bowl even did under so 2 you million.
1: So you see what I mean, though? This is kind of what I'm getting at. Like, Ten million is not a bad number when you put it up against those bowls, but ten million is a p- pitiful number when you put it up against the college football playoff yeah. bowls. You know what I mean? So that's why I say I kind of feel like the Rose Bowl fell in line. It fell like v- from a viewership standard. Like when you start to paint the full picture, hey, the college football playoff got into the twenties. You know, those low end bowls did one to five. The Rose Bowl did ten. That feels right. That feels proper. I'm I, stunned I, by I, that. I I yeah, man. I I don't know. I think that. And this is kind of you know why I'm always happy to die on the hill of Utah does a, a really poor job of branding. They don't do a good enough job of, of telling the story. Because if you did, you would have had a lot more viewership, I think. Oh my god. You know
0: what I mean? Like year over year the Rose Bowl was down forty percent. Yeah. Last year, the Rose Bowl did 16.63. Does it tell you who played last year? Yeah, Ohio State and Utah. Oh, yeah, Ohio State and Utah. Uh, Yeah, sorry. uh, Ohio State and Utah. But again, so
1: Ohio State versus Penn State. Obviously, Ohio State's going to do pull more.
0: Are we saying that Utah doesn't draw on TV? Well, yeah, not nationally they don't. And and locally they do, obviously. Wow. Uh, Man, Uh, let's see. Chase says, I watched the Rose Bowl, but I'm ready to forget it. Yeah, seriously. Uh, was uh, What was the Rose Bowl number last year? $16 million. Um Jeff said, uh, I read the Rose Bowl was down 40%. It was. It was. Eric and Raleigh said, the college football playoff has made all the other bowl games meaningless. Yes, Agreed. and yeah, I think that's a huge point. I think that is a huge point. If it's
1: not the SEC, I don't have to watch.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I think it's really interesting. Um, I think that's really, that's, man, I'm stunned by that. I'm really. Are you guys stunned by that? I'm stunned by this. Ten million people. That's it. That's it. You're you're not. Ten million people. I'm I'm shocked by that. I I'm shocked by that. Jacob Delambo says too many bowl games. Absolutely could be. Um. You know. Uh. Greg Hale says Penn State didn't deserve to ha- to be there, uh, being the number three team of the Big Ten. Well, that could be. Uh, Arlington Bears, who's a member, says, I grew up watching the Rose Parade. My kids have no idea what it is. Well, you're not wrong, Chris. I mean, I, I grew up watching it too, obviously. Chris and I are in the same generation. I grew up watching that too. Yeah. You know, and, and you're not wrong. I think that's a really good point. Jeremy Bolton, a member, says, you're telling me people are not watching the Utes? Say it ain't so, Jeremy. <laughs> Just because you're the mayor of Monty Town. Well, <laughs> that does give you carte blanche, actually. Jaron Eckle says, I'm surprised the they was such a low viewership for the Rose Bowl. I know a lot of people had Monday off. Crazy low numbers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Crazy low numbers.
1: Again, they there was not a why. What was the cotton bowl rating? Why were you playing the game? That's, and I'm telling you, this matters. Like, hey, if you're like TCU, for example, TCU Michigan. You want to know why that game did so well? Because it's Big 12. In Big Ten, just right off the top, you're in a good place, right? Just because it's those two conferences. But everybody knew
0: everybody knew, that yeah.
1: TCU was the underdog in that game on paper. And then once you had a barn burner in the second half, everybody stayed. That's the difference. Hey, all those people that weren't watching it, but then ESPN was sending out like 50 you know, push notifications an hour telling you to watch it, now they all come in. That's why you're getting those big numbers.
0: Yeah, I, these numbers for the college football playoff,
1: and it doesn't help that Cam went out. That you, doesn't a, help.
0: You averaged twenty-one point four million viewers for Michigan and TCU. Yeah, dude, I said twenty-one point four million viewers. Yes, and the Rose Bowl got ten. Uh, I, I, come on, come on, that's crazy, that's crazy, uh, and their peak viewership was twenty-six point four million. Yep. That is, that's unbelievable. Let me see what the Cotton Bowl ratings did. Because USC was in that. Um, and that was a good game, too. Well, but Tulane's a tiny market. Um, yeah, Cotton Bowl had all-time low numbers. I'm telling you that Monday played a part in that. Had to. Had to. USC played in the Cotton Bowl, and you're telling me people didn't watch? The Rose Bowl and Cotton Bowl hit historically low numbers. The Gator Bowl scored its top audience in seven years. Oh my god, Tulane and USC in the Cotton Bowl 4 million viewers. The smallest audience ever for a New Year's 6 uh game. Oh my god. That's rough. Oh my god. Yeah. The Gator Bowl had 5.4 million viewers. The Gator Bowl got more than the, the Cotton Bowl? Bowl.
1: The damn Gator
0: Bowl presented by And that was Florida, huh? but that's Florida State Oklahoma, two big brands in college football. My god, dude. This, it, this is, these numbers are bananas. Yep. And you wonder, but what does this take me back to? Yep. What does this take me back to? What is the PAC 12 doing right now? Sitting on their hands. The PAC 12 should be freaking out is what the PAC 12 should be doing. Like if you're not terrified by this, I, I just don't know. I don't know what else you say about it because it, it, I'm man, I'm telling you right now that if you are not, if you are not worried That's the Pac-12 about your TV deal Mm -hmm. because ESPN is your home Capital One Bowl week.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that the struggle is is that you know ESPN does have all these bowls, and I didn't watch 90% of them, and it's because I don't care about most of the teams that are in these bowls. I care about the college football playoff, and I had to watch the Rose Bowl because it was Utah. Again, I say this all the time, and I think it's really relevant. If we didn't do this show, if I didn't have a reason to watch, if I was just working my nine-to-five living life, trying to put myself in the average consumer's shoes, what reason did you have to watch the Rose Bowl? There wasn't I, a reason. There wasn't some thing. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be an ass hat here, but good saying, save, good save. saying the granddaddy of them all isn't quite going to get it done anymore, George. It's not. And this whole thing around... You know, it's the Rose Bowl game. I don't really care. It's the Rose Bowl. That's what it is. You know what I mean? And and so that's why I say, like, people care. And when I say people, I mean the conference and, and ESPN a bit care too much about the branding and, like, the minutia of what we're calling it and, and trying to hype it. They care too much about that versus what the matchup is. The matchup is why nobody watched. The lack of why is why nobody watched.
0: That is the issue. I, I don't care. I, I don't I don't know. What do you guys think in the comments? Sorry, I'm texting with Ken Scott. He's coming on the show at 8.30 in uh, 25 minutes here on Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think about the Monday impact? I think it has to be the Monday impact has to be there.
1: I I, I think it I, has to I, be. I, I think it's in the conversation, but I don't think it's the main
0: thing. Yeah. I
1: think the main thing is they weren't playing for anything.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Josh Lubbern says, uh, Monty, secondary shows would outdraw this Rose Bowl. Hey, okay, dude. take hey. it easy. Hey, dude. <laughs> Maple says the uh, New Mexico Bowl was $2 million. Yes, it was. Kay Nuren says, uh, you are right about the Rose Bowl. I have not watched it in years. Yeah. San Diego State, good morning, my friend, uh, says, I only watched the Rose Bowl because of the show. I wanted to have a pulse on what the uh, program's vibe was going to be. Last year, I did Program. not watch. What was a much better game? It was a far better game, far better game, and that's very flattering. You'd watch the Rose Bowl because we told you to. Uh, Chase Abbott says, "I think playing after the College Football Playoff is anticlimactic. It would be a better, it would be better to play before." See, that's interesting as Great well because the College Football Playoff, I, like those were compelling games. Yeah, dude, those were super compelling games. Where they Saturday? Yeah, they were. But again, everybody's at home. Everybody, it's Christmas Eve, like, you know, or the uh, New Year's Eve, like, again, everybody's at home chilling, like it's Saturday, you're going to watch the game. So do
1: you think people were not home on Monday? I think they were out.
0: And I think people are not trained to watch college football on a Monday. Yeah. And I also think half the people in the world were probably still looking for brunch at three o'clock in the afternoon. Probably. You know, like, I I just think that that
1: early start didn't help.
0: It, but I, especially the Cotton Bowl, which started early, you're coming out of. Hey, I got hammered on New Year's Eve, right? Like, hey, I'm still a little in the haze on New Year's Day, but I'm watching football, right? And and what was on Monday? What was on Sunday? Well, the NFL. So you bumped the game, so the Rose Bowl could have their exclusive window, and it blew up in your face, like, yeah.
3: yep, And I, I,
0: you know, mm, that's tough, dude. That is tough. Uh, Macho Man says, The bowl games have become meaningless. Anyone with six wins can play in one. and right. but, but again, I think two million viewers for the New Mexico Bowl is pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. I wouldn't blame Utah as much as they were playing a third-place Big Ten team. Maples, I don't disagree with that at all. I don't. Uh, Salty Drunk, who's a member of the show, says, Forgive my ignorance, but how does the bowl process work? I assume it's a rankings thing. Well, and this is an interesting part of this conversation as well, because now the college football playoff expanding means that conference championship being in the conference champion actually means something going forward. The four conference champions are going to have pretty much auto bids and then the two lowest ranked conference champions like you just have all this mathematics and now right now this past season you just had to win six games. And to get into a New Year's Six Bowl, you had to be ranked and all this other stuff. But now it's going to be, I think you're going to have a much clearer path to the college football playoff. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, Jeremy says, who also is a member of the show. Thank you, Jeremy. He says, I'd totally blame the University of Utah because they don't have a storied program like BYU. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, If BYU was to make the Rose Bowl, viewership would be off the charts. Uh, Crazy. I can't disagree with that. But how
1: much more effort would they put into hyping it?
0: can't disagree with that. Can't, I mean, if BYU was in the Rose Bowl, exactly right. You'd see BYU TV, you'd see social media, you'd see the equipment truck. Look what they do
1: for a jersey for Notre Dame? Like, what yeah. do
0: you think they do for the Rose Bowl? Oh, my God. I agree. Mike Maple says, I also saw Makai uh, Bernard is heading for the transfer portal. He is. I don't think he's going to USC, though. I don't think he's going to USC. There's a lot of people who said he's going there. I don't think he's going there. Lewis says those numbers prove how dead the pack really is. That I agree with. Yeah. I think the pack 12 is in real trouble. <laughs> Arlington bears. Who's a member says the first member, by the way. Yes. First one to uh, sign up for membership on the show yesterday. Uh, college football playoff makes all the other bulls pointless, pointless. They're just, it's a pat on the back. It's a high five. It's a participation. Hey,
1: nice job
0: trophy. That's all it is. Eric and Raleigh loves to say pack zero. Well, can't disagree with you. Uh, you know, what did Alabama, uh, Kansas State do? Will you check that out? Yep. Look at Alabama's bowl number. Uh, Fat Jesus says, Falling for Christmas, the new Lindsay Lohan TV movie, had 31.2 million viewers in the first four days. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. All right, football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour. on the Monty Show, brought to you by the best meatballs and pizza. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Actually, I do the meatballs and marinara. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Order now at papamurphys.com. Yeah, I'm telling you, get the marinara meatballs, man, because they're spectacular. Order your pizza, get the marinara meatballs with it, and then use the promo code monty 25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. They present football at $50. 10 of the hour, every hour on The Monty Show. You have that number?
1: 9.8 million.
0: 9.8 million for a meaningless Alabama game. But it's
1: not meaningless because it's Alabama.
0: So Alabama pretty much drew as much as the Rose Bowl did. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. And Bryce Young put on a show. That That's crazy to me. Uh, look at that. Hey, Justin Salas, our newest member on the program. Uh, hey, there it is. Appreciate that. Yeah, at 8 o'clock, don't forget, coming up in about 29 minutes, Ken Scott will join the program, talking Utah football.
1: Excuse me. Excuse me. What's that? It's program.
0: Program. Coming up in uh, (laughs) about half an hour on the program. Program. Uh, We'll have Kenny Scott, the former uh, Ute receiver, will join the show, once a Ute, always a Ute. Uh, And we'll ask him about this. We'll ask him his reaction to that. And we'll ask him about, um, you know, where Utah football is, because I think Utah's in a very precarious situation. Um, you know, I don't much care about Makai Bernard transferring. Good luck to you, sir. I don't think it's, in you know, impactful. Um, I don't think it's the end of the world. But the, the bigger question that I have and the bigger question that I ask about Utah football, and I'll ask Kenny about this, like, is it time for a, an offensive philosophical change at Utah? And is Kyle Whittingham courageous enough to do that? I think that's the biggest question right now mm. because I would agree Jake said in our meeting before the show today that hey the the path is more clear now going forward than it's ever been for Utah to get to the college football playoff yeah well the question is should we expect Utah, Utah to compete for a college football playoff spot every single year well if it's that clear I would think you would yeah I think it's unequivocally
1: yes I think I think it's unacceptable not to be in the twelve-team playoff, if you're Kyle Whittingham.
0: By the way, uh, Jaron Eccles, who is a member on the show, says, "I love the dedication to correcting program to program. It's the little things that count." Program. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, we yeah, are that's offering. How I look at it. Yeah, we are offering memberships on the program now. Um, program. You can subscribe <laughs> as a member to the Monty Show on YouTube for ten dollars a month. That's going to get you ex- uh, exclusive video content every day right here on the uh, on uh, the old YouTube machine. Uh, We will post members-only content uh, as well. It will get you access to an exclusive Instagram group where you can chat with us 24 hours a day. Uh, We're growing a nice little community here, so make sure you DM me on Instagram. I'll add you to the uh, group. Um, And when there's the Rose Bowl going on, we'll all be chatting about the Rose Bowl or the Jazz game in Houston tonight. We'll be talking about all those things 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is really fun. Big shout out to Chris Carney. He was our first one to get on board with the membership. Uh, There he is right there. How about that? Greg Hawkins was number two. Our guy Lopes fan Gabe was number three. And it just helps the show immensely when you guys subscribe. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Richard McDonald, who's also a member, says the problem with Bulls always has been that they go against the very nature of why people love athletics. And that is to see who is the best. What does winning a bowl game really tell us? Nothing. Facts. And today we get opt outs. <laughs> guys are like, yeah, Christ. making too much money, gonna go to the NFL. Clark Phillips. Clark Phillips. Um, you get guys like Cam rising who get injured. And no, now, you know, by you know what we're told from multiple sources that Utah has a torn ACL and significant related damage. And he's looking at nine to twelve months in rehab. You get these situations where these guys don't want to play in the bowl game yep. because there's too much on the line for them. I look at Grayson McCall, the coastal quarterback, who got hurt in their bowl game. He was in the transfer portal, and now he's not. Like, I look at these situations, and there's not a lot of incentive to play in the bowl game unless you're in the college football playoff. And those guys have opt outs as well. Yeah. It, it's really rough. I mean, you look at Penn State without. You know, their best corner without their best offensive lineman. Like, they had guys opt out, and it's the flipping Rose Bowl. There's a lot of factors, and I think this was an unintended consequence of NIL and the portal. There's not a lot of incentive for a lot of these guys that are going to the league to play in their bowl games.
1: Yeah, and then you you want to wonder why the Rose Bowl does tiny numbers.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Uh, Talking with Raphael podcast. Says, would the exclusive membership have RSL content? If you would like it to, if you would like it to,
1: that's, sure. That's part. No, but I'm being serious. That's part of it. That's part of the the membership thing. Is is is. Hey, I want some RSL content. Okay, great. We can we can we can roll that out for you for sure. I mean, yeah, I, and- I'm not. I can't sit here and say it's going to be a full show or a full podcast or something. But there's no reason why we can't have conversations about RSL.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's part of what it is. Okay. Cool. Um, let's see. So <laughs> Kenny's, I love K Scott. The, 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 he's, he's awesome. I'm excited to talk to him. He'll join us here in about 25 minutes. Stick around for that on the program. Uh, let's see. Jaron Eccles. Does a membership come with early access to Monty show merch? Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a ton of things. Okay. So the Instagram group is a huge part of this. It's a huge part of this because When you're when you're when you have a membership to our channel for 10 bucks a month, we're going to tell you, hey, this contest is rolling out. And when you are a member, you get five to one entries to those who are not members. Uh, When you're a member, you get early access to our merch lines that we are going to roll out um, that we've been talking about rolling out for like seven years. Um, We will roll out merch, I promise. You get early access to all kinds of things because you're in our Instagram group. That's why the Instagram group is so important. And it's fun to to chop it up over a jazz game and a Ute game and a BYU game and an RSL match. And if you say, hey, Monty, what's your opinion on this RSL signing that they aren't going to make this offseason? Because I don't know that they've signed any players this offseason. I'll cut you a two-minute video telling you what what I think of those things. Yeah. It's very and simple. That
1: thing could be life. That thing could be money. That thing could be RSL. That thing could be politics. That I mean, there's so many. That's why the Instagram group is cash in this because yep. you can ask, hey, what? It, any, really, anything you want, and you're gonna get a response on that. And that's why we put this together because we we already interact with you guys a lot, but we felt like, hey, if we could really get like we could kind of divvy it up to people who really wanted that unique, you know, one-off stuff that would be a huge value. But I think also when Jaron is asking about merch, yes, you're probably going to get a, a week head start or week acts, week early access so, yeah. to a merch line. So you won't have to worry about the, the sizes being sold out. You are going to get five to one entries on giveaways, which we have several coming in the first two quarters of this year. You're going to get like all of this advanced notice stuff. So that's why we're talking about it. Cause we literally today's day one, we just rolled it out, but you're going to see it's going, it's going to provide a lot of value.
0: And the other thing we've talked about doing is member only contests. So, Hey, you know, Hey, go to a jazz game with us, but you have to be a member of the show to do that. Those kind of things. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. San Diego state Aztecs says, I'll be subscribing I prefer to do it on an Apple device for payment purposes on an Android now. Where's your MacBook? Wow, this is betrayal. First of all, I, man, Android. But all due respect. Really? Really? I'm kidding, I'm just being a jerk. Appreciate your uh, garbage. support San Diego State. I'm just not an Android guy. Hey man, can I fold my phone in half? Sure you can. All right. Uh, We'll talk about it when I pick you up from daycare, little Jimmy. Right. Hey, can I draw with a crayon on my phone? Sure, you can. I should. I, I no. I'm gonna stop. In the in the comment section, Android or Apple? Just drop it. Android or Apple? Which which one are you?
1: And by the way, by the way, on um, last thing on that comment, there is something called Samsung Pay. So if you have a Samsung, yeah, nobody thing. uses Samsung. Well, he does. Samsung. He, Pay. I mean, it's garbage. I know, but Samsung. He, like, Pay. he clearly you
0: know. doesn't. He clearly doesn't because he, he said, I, I want to do it on my Apple device. It's a smart man. Yeah. It's a smart man. Nathan Sharp, NIL contracts should have a bull inclusion clause. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: I do I do want to make sure we say, though, with the membership thing, to get into the Instagram group, you need to DM us. They're not connected. They don't yeah. just auto. And there's a lot of people coming into this. So we just, it, we're doing our best to keep track, but it really helps if you guys would just DM the Monty Show or you can DM me, SLC Jake. On Instagram, and we'll we'll
0: get you added to the group. You, yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, Kenny Scott's hysterical. Okay. So I, I I was asking, him, hey, like, what do you prefer, Ken, Kenny, Kenneth, the, the Kenster? He's like K Scott. Everybody calls me K Scott. I'm like, all right, cool, man. I <laughs> just going back. You, I mean, the guy K Scott is salt of the earth. I'm yeah. telling you. Well, I'll I'll talk to him about it. He, him, and Drez Anderson were easily two of the most enjoyable people to talk to at Utah. Yeah. Like two of the most enjoyable people ever to talk to at Utah. Like they they were so much fun. All right. Oh boy, look at this. Uh, talking with Raphael, Apple. Ding.
1: So Raphael, what as far as the RSL content, what what
0: what does that suffice or what would you need? Yeah, I I'd be interested in that. Uh, Josh Levern says, what about GCU content, Wink? And Lopes fan Gabe, who's a member, says, uh, Hey, Josh, I just want to hear the dealing with Marley horror stories. Oh, we can tell those stories oh, in a private God. setting. Those There are some horror stories. Yeah, we can tell those stories hey, in a private setting. You know. Uh, Kane Nuren says, I'm glad Don is doing so well in Cleveland. 71 points are only just starting point off his stardom. Yeah, he hope so. He did again last night. He's a stud, dude. I'm telling you, he's a stud. Uh, Brad Turner um says i wasn't around in august but the professional lacrosse league comes to utah again this year we will see you guys there Ooh, i'm a huge lacrosse guy i'm a huge is there a team here is there a professional lacrosse I am, team here
1: i am happy to say i'm a casual on lacrosse i'd have to do some homework
0: on it one off for now on lacrosse but we'll uh we'll live to see it big in utah i love lacrosse i i mean it is it's awesome It is. Ooh, look at that. Oh, man. We got new membership. Let's go. Okay. Eric and Raleigh just became a member. Eric again. Now, talking about OGs, Eric and Raleigh is, I think, and Eric, you can correct me. I think Eric and Raleigh used to listen to me in San Francisco way back in the day. Yeah.
1: Where did you, I would love to hear what were your, when did you find us? When have you guys, all the people who have joined, if you're already a member or if you've just joined, (laughs) <laughs> comment when did you when was your first show with us
0: eric and raleigh says shut up and take my money gif yeah exactly right exactly right uh luis capazo says love apple products except for those darn iPhones i love my phone yeah i lo- i dude i we've got i'm not even going to sit do you understand do it, the investment that we have in apple products on this it's show it's bad bro raptor88 what's up raptor88 is a new member of the program Let's go. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Fat Jesus said, I want a separate channel for non-sports content. Ooh. Could do that. Could do that. Could, could do that. Pop into the group, Fat Jesus. Could do that. Uh, I have an Apple card that I love having. The few subscriptions I have are paid for that way. Yeah, I do I, um, like my Apple card I for abuse that. my Apple card on a regular basis. See, but I'm an Amex guy. You're an Apple card guy. Oh, I'm yeah. an Amex Dude, guy.
1: And you know what I love about... And Amex has started to reward me. Apple was very aggressive in upping my credit limit. I started with 3000 with them, and I'm up to sixteen now. And it's crazy, bro. I just remember
0: one day... One day, Amex sent me... I have a platinum card. Amex sent me an email... to say, hey, you're eligible for platinum membership, call this number or or apply online. So of course, I'm never the apply online guy because of scams. So I called the number. And the Amex lady, we're going through the process and I said, okay, what's the credit limit? Like, how much credit do I get on this platinum? She goes, it's unlimited. You don't have a credit limit. You can spend as much as you like. I'm like, so I could go buy a car. She goes, yeah. Like, it's crazy, yeah. the credit. I have way too much credit. I don't have any debt, but I have way too much credit. It, it, I don't need it. it. It scares me to look at it at times. <laughs> I, it, it, is that me being, I'm probably being Yeah, ridiculous. you're being weird I, I'm not yeah. trying to be, yeah, n- that's not what I meant. Anyway. Uh, my first show was like two years ago at the beginning of 2021, right? When we got go. on YouTube, there yeah, you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Eric and Raleigh said, I found Tim when he filled in on KNBR, the KNBR 680, the sports leader. Uh for Gary Radnich during the holidays, in, yeah, twenty ten. Wow, twenty ten. What a name! Yeah, good old Gary Radnich, man. Uh, let's see, uh, BB. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Thoughts on Holly Rowe? She seems like she's everywhere. Holly's, I, listen, you give your opinion on Holly because I know you're going to say the exact same thing I would say.
1: Yeah, she sucks on the jazz. She's great on bowl content. Like on, on the reason you're seeing her everywhere is because she's really, really good at college football sideline reporting. Yeah. I, like, And I'm not even shining her. Like she is elite at stand with the coach or player and talk to them.
0: Ask and, the right question.
1: Yeah, she gets it, but totally. on on jazz stuff. And I'm, you know, to be honest, I've been mulling this over. This Holly Rowe thing, as the Jazz have been playing more games here, and I'm starting to have the opinion that the Jazz ask her to do the wrong thing. It's not that she sucks. Meaning that she, Ooh. it appears that she's not good at what she does for the Jazz because they're asking her to do something that she's not comfortable doing. Dude, which did, is, I,
0: did I did I did, I'm. This is a really proud dad moment. What? I think that I said something and you actually listened. Uh-huh. I this is a wow. God damn, bro. I <laughs> like I feel like this is a moment in time. Well, Julie I, Dilly. Dilly, Dilly, Dilly. My child actually listened to something I said. I'm proud of you, dude. I'm proud. We really of you. did. Because I said to him I don't think Holly's bad at what she does, but they're asking her to do too much. Either let her be a full-time color commentator or have her be a sideline reporter. And that's how I look at it. Have her interview guys at halftime. Have her interview the coach between quarters. But stop asking her to be, give me seven-second sound bites every three minutes. That Whoa, ain't going to work. Oh,
1: Jordan Clarkson looks amazing.
0: That ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. Not going to happen. Josh Levern says, my grandpa is a huge fan of yours, Monty. Let's go. Get him a YouTube account. Subscribe. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, it was either in the zero zeros or very early uh, tens. I think it was 2010. Yeah. 2010. Uh, Rich, Rich, Eric and Raleigh says, no, come on, man. Come on. Hey, look at that. Mark Life. Oh, Mark Life. Excuse me. Mark Life is a new member of the channel. Are you new to our channel? I don't I think don't, I know I the think name Merklife. I, I don't
1: think I've ever seen that that account. Are you
0: knew Yeah, again. Hey, when did you start listening to the show? Let's yeah. hear your story. Merk Life, what's up? Uh Edward uh Urbina says Burhalter shouldn't be the manager of the US soccer team because he has nothing to offer to make sports progress in this country.
1: Well, that's an interesting take. I think that yeah, yeah. I mean, on some level when you coach a an Olympian or someone that represents our country. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of your responsibility. That's an interesting angle.
0: Yep. I agree. Uh, talking with Raphael podcast. Um, by the way, find Raphael's podcast and listen, uh, him and his boy do a good podcast. Raphael's good dude too, man. Yeah. Raphael's good people. I enjoy you. I I enjoy knowing you Raphael. I appreciate you being yeah, here. Yeah, dude. I was thinking uh short clips and curious on expanded sports talk besides jazz, college sports, SLBs, rugby and much more. We're going to do a lot more baseball this summer. I'm I'm conv- I I just can't keep ignoring baseball. Yeah. I I am too much of a fan. I love it. My Chicago Cubs essentially stole Eric Cosmer from <laughs> Boston via San Diego. Um it's not Anthony Rizzo. The
1: Cubs, okay, 2 seconds. So the Cubs get Eric Cosmer, right? Yes. The Cubs are paying Eric Hosmer $750,000 a season, which on its face is like, oh, that's a lot of money. But by baseball standards, that's nothing. The Padres are paying him, I think it was $38 million a year, some ridiculous number. And the Red Sox are not involved because of the way the contract works for Hosmer. Nice he job, was buddy.
0: I love it. Nice job. I love it. I don't love it as much as a pellet smoker from our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop. Well, BBQPitStop.com Make sure that you tell them you heard about them on the Monty Show. Find them in Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, St. George, and of course, our good friends in Murray, right across from the mall there. Um, They're all good people. You know they have the best equipment. Again, I'm a Traeger guy. I love my Traeger smoker, Um, and it's so easy to use. I, I was DMing with Will yesterday, and Will was saying he has never bought a smoker because it's intimidating. You guys, running a smoker is not difficult. The hardest part about running the smoker is building it, frankly. The guys at Barbecue Pit Stop will do that for you as well. Yeah. But once you get it home, you build it. That takes about half an hour. Plug it in, put the pellets in the smoker, and hit the switch, and you're smoking. That's it. Honest to God, that's all you do. Is there an art to making a brisket on a smoker? Yes. That is a whole-day process and... There's, you know, you've got to let it brine a little bit. You got to do this. You got to, you got to wrap it. You got to put it in the cooler. Like there's all kinds of stuff you got to do. I can make wings on my Traeger smoker in half an hour. I can make veggie skewers for Mrs. Monty because she's pretty much a vegetarian, which means I'm a vegetarian too. Right, right. So I can make the veggies. I can make the, uh, the Papa Murphy's pizza 25 minutes on the Traeger smoker. Like it's so easy to use a smoker. Ribs are like 30 minutes on the Traeger smoker. You name it, you can do it. Burgers, dogs, brats, chops, steaks, briskets, pizza, wings, drums, because we don't eat flats on this show. I think we all know that. The bottom line is using a smoker is super easy, whether it's a Traeger, a Yoder, a big green egg, Camp Chef, you name it. They've got it at Barbecue Pit Stop. And oh, by the way, if you do get it home and you're like, how the hell do you turn this thing on? You can call Barbecue Pit Stop. You can chat with them on their website bbqpitstop.com and say, I don't know how to turn my smoker on. They will laugh at you and then they will tell you how to turn your smoker on. Yeah. They're salt of the earth people too, man. They're really good dudes. Make sure you tell the guys at barbecue pit stop. You heard about it on the Monty show. Always appreciate when you guys support our sponsors. That makes a huge difference to the show. So thank you for that. Uh, Ken Ken Scott coming up here in about 10 minutes talking uh, Utah football. Lopes fan Gabe says maybe 2017 or show. I I believe that's true. Yeah. Uh, Merk Life says, "Been listening for the past few weeks. Love it uh, too much not to support." Oh, thanks, uh, Merck Life. Appreciate, appreciate that, appreciate man. Welcome you. to the show. Please
1: make sure. I, I want to make sure we're hitting this because we get we get a lot of people come and go. That's you know, just the nature of YouTube. We have an Instagram group as part of this membership. Make yes. sure, please, man, please DM us the Monty Show or SLC Jake on Instagram. And ask to be added. We will add you. And the reason you want to be part of that is because you're going to get a lot of exclusive stuff that the that the channel won't see. That like you trust me, you want to be in that group.
0: And the thing that I would I would tell you is again, we're talking about memberships. Subscribe to the channel. Yes, of course. Hit the subscribe button. But then you can join, you can join the membership group for $10 a month. That's going to get you exclusive video content every single day on this show on YouTube. And we have an Instagram group. For members of the show only those who you know join pay us $10 a month you get into our our Instagram group where we'll talk about all kinds of things you can ask us about anything we can chat about the Jazz game tonight Utah football during the Rose Bowl you name it we could do it if there's guests you want to see hit hit us up in the Instagram group hey why don't you get this guy on do that if you want an RSL guest I'm happy to do it I I've had Trey Fitzgerald on my shows forever Trey's a great dude. I'm happy to have him on the show if that's who you want us to talk to. Uh, Ken Scott coming up here in about six minutes. Stick around for that. Uh, but Merk Life, appreciate you, bud. Really appreciate you. SLC P Shooter. I found Monty on 1320K fan. Followed through Arizona. I missed the daily energy drink can shooting. Oh, dude. Yeah, we'll get that going. And the shopping cart shooting contest. Shopping cart golf has not been friendly to me. Well,
1: the problem is, is that it's been snowing so much we haven't been doing it.
0: Yeah, we'll do some, you know, those cart corrals in the parking lot yeah. at the grocery store. Well, in, no, it's Harmon's International Golf Course. Thank you. Third fairway. Uh, you know, you just push the cart from distance and get it into the cart corral, man. Yeah,
1: you got you to gotta account for the pitch. You got to account for the roll. Like, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Loeb's fan Gabe says maybe 2017 or so. I believe that's correct. Appreciate that. Raphael says, thanks for the shout out. You're welcome. Uh, talking with Raphael, live podcast on the Monty Network. Could happen. Could happen. Could happen uh raptor 88 says been listening uh since 1320 k fan then lost where to find your show for a while we were in a, we we had a dark period in arizona did anybody did i mention anybody it's hot in arizona oh shit damn i am tripping dude it was hot in arizona uh richard mcdonald says i like seeing my name in green so do yeah, we That's pretty richard. cool huh so, so do we i
1: actually i didn't so <laughs> it's funny behind the scenes right part of this process for us is learning everything you get though too like they don't like, it's funny, YouTube, like your name being in green, YouTube didn't tell us your name would be in green. They told us you'd get the
0: emoji, but they didn't say they'd highlight everybody, which is cool. And the other thing is, is that we just became eligible for membership probably three months ago. Um, and then you, you, as you get more views, like we, we you know, as, as you do better on YouTube, they give you access to more tools. So that's why you see us rolling some stuff out. Uh, let's see. Uh, Richard McDonald says, I heard you guys last football season for the first time. I think someone had linked to you guys on Cougar Board and I've been hooked ever since. Good old Cougar there Board. There you go. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Cougar Board. Should do some sort of member watch party for All-Star Weekend. We could do that. Yeah. We could absolutely do that, Salty drunk a member. Uh, Kay Nuren says, I was looking for jazz content and found your show and loved it. Ah, oh, thanks, Kay. Appreciate that. Brad Turner, I didn't even realize smokers are electric. This is the bonus life knowledge I love. Much more inclined to get one now. Yeah. We'll do
1: we'll do some we'll we'll definitely do some smoking content. It is so easy, man. They're electric. You just plug them in. If you get a Traeger, right? Like plug it in, pellets in the box, get your seasoning at barbecue pit stop. You're on your way. And the best part is the one advantage I feel like that the smoker has overall over anything else is even if you don't know what you're doing right you can kind of patchwork your way through it the first time like with a brisket or whatever you're not going to just torch the thing the first time that's also what i like the ease of learning it is is good
0: and the guys at barbecue pit stop really helped us the first time we ever made a brisket we were having a party the guys at barbecue pit stop were great we talked about like i I was asking him hey do i really need to wrap it put it in a cooler oh yeah here's why like yeah they're great dudes i'm telling you that's why that's why we shop there uh, Salty Drunk says, I found the show and I was looking for Joe Ingo's highlights, to be honest. Oh, that's not that's surprising. That's crazy, bro. That's not surprising. Uh, let's see. Edward Urbina says, the language in the U.S. soccer is purely spoken in the U.S., and I agree. It's just stupid. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Hey, hey look at that. Jared uh, McQuett. Am I saying that right, Jared. Jared McQu- Another one, Jared, how long have you been watching the show? I, I That's a new name. I think you're a new name. I appreciate you being here. Jeremy Bolton, the mayor of Town, says, the first time listening to you guys was your first day at 1320 kfam with Napoleon and Will Smith. I have fond memories of driving into work listening to you guys. Rip Will. Yeah, Will Will Smith was a legend, is a legend. I mean, the guy is just, yeah. Yeah. That one still hurts to this day. Uh, let's see. Lopes fan Gabe says, "Is Salty Drunk bringing the 4x Gold to the watch party?" <laughs> I mean, he old. He, I think at this point, we you don't owe us a six pack, like Salty. You owe us like a keg of of 4x Gold. Wonder if Duck Season's going to be a member. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I ain't doing it. Uh, let's see. Brad Turner says, "I definitely want an option to cook meat outside." Will be great to not have to get propane or charcoal. I'm, it's such a game changer. Such a game changer. Uh, Jared McQuett says, uh, yes, you got the last name right. I've been watching since probably May last year. Oh, nice, oh, Jared. nice, dude. Good to I see appreciate
1: you, man. You. I really appreciate you stepping out into the light and, and being a member. That's awesome, bro. Thank yeah, you. Yeah.
0: Brad Turner says, I also found you guys looking for jazz content in March of this year or past year. Thank you, Brad. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says maybe duck season will bring his money he owes you
1: (laughs) and remember please 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 don't forget to DM us on Instagram like not trying to beat a dead horse but if you don't DM us like I can't guarantee you're going to get added because there's so many people we have to add
0: yeah totally agree all right let's talk Utah football (laughs) K Scott's uh, totally agree yeah K Scott's gonna join us my bad was that an accident yes Uh, K Scott's gonna join us here in just a bit Kenny uh, obviously you know uh, Utah alum Um, on Kyle Whittingham's teams and uh, just really a good dude. And, you know, I was talking to uh, Greg Hawkins and we were talking about Utah football yesterday offline. And I was like, you know, there's if there's a guy I want to talk to, it's probably Ken Scott, because we were talking about alums. And I've told this story several times on the show. K. Scott and Drez Anderson were two of the most enjoyable guys to talk to when I was covering Utah football. And, you know, I followed... K Scott since he played football at Utah and just the things he's doing. And Ken is just a good dude. So when we were talking about Utah and we were talking about, you know, hey, you know, how do alums view the program and what, you know, how uh, the direction of the program. And and we were like, well, we we should get an alum on. And he's the first guy that came to mind. So, and speaking of which, there he is. How about that? How about that? Let's get Ken Scott on the show. Kate, okay, so Kenneth kenny ken or k scott (laughs) what what are we doing here man oh what happened i bumped him my bad go right ahead
3: you didn't bump me out you're already out you're out and look
0: at the two on the wall behind you man oh
3: yeah you see it you know the the university that just blessed me so graciously with that so i had to put it up on the wall
0: amen (laughs) to that kenny let's let's catch up man like where have you been i i i didn't even see you there but i was just telling everybody that The time that I covered Utah, you were one of the best guys to talk to. You're that dude who, no matter if it's raining, shining, snowing, you're always got a smile on your face. You're always in a good space. Like, what makes you tick, man?
3: (laughs) You know, my my family, honestly. That's what makes me tick. And in regards to ticking in a negative way, probably people that are uh, not gracious about life and all the things that, that it encompasses and the things that it can provide to us. You know, and so for me, you know, I'm always smiling. Positivity because I feel like that's the, the best cure to anything is just being optimistic about your situation. And so uh, that's what keeps me going, man.
0: Oh, Kenny, how about this story? I'm going to drop a breaking news story on you. Uh oh. The Buffalo Bills have announced that Damar Hamlin is uh, neurologically intact. Okay. He is showing extremely positive signs towards recovery uh, from critical condition due to that cardiac arrest situation. Dude, that's crazy. You played the game. Ooh. What did you think when you saw that tamar hamlin situation
3: when i first saw it i didn't expect it to have that type of outcome i was like because it, it looked like a regular tackle like it happens many times and when i seen it and the way he just fell i just mm. i i just broke down. i was like whoa this is crazy it just made me just grateful for all the items that you know i went through in football and not had to have that type of outcome and then for the future of football i'm like man how do you play after that like yeah that's tough especially for defensive players because you know they're the headhunters (laughs) you know trying to bring someone down and i think we
0: forget sometimes k that you guys are just human beings Mm -hmm. like when you're playing football you're not a guy that, okay, well, oh, the game's over, let's hit the off switch and hang him on a hook <laughs> right you know what I mean like you're you're a human being, and, and I think sometimes we forget that, and I think especially you know how rabid Utah fans are, and I, I think sometimes we get after guys too much. I just think that that Hamlin situation, and thank God that you hear that he his brain seems right. to be intact, man what, what how awesome is that news but i I just think we forget that you guys go home like. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everything you went through with your mom, your family, like your life, like, I mean, you guys have lives outside of football. And I think sometimes we too easily forget that.
3: For sure. And, and another thing is, too, it's like I heard someone say, I think it was Deion Sanders that just said it. I was watching this Coach Crime Place. He said, keep work from home and keep home from work. Something of that nature, yes. right? Separating yep. the two. And, you know, that's what you got to do uh, because it can take a toll on you, um, as, as I've seen many times uh, without my player, with, with, through my player career.
0: By the way, I love that Coach Prime show. Oh, that is, you <laughs> I'm turn, I'm episode. telling you, man, <laughs> me and Mrs. Monte were sitting on the couch the other day, flip that thing on, and we watched both episodes that were available. Mm-hmm. You turn Deion Sanders on, K Scott. You're not turning that off. You're not.
3: Man, I know we're talking about Utah, but think about what he's about to do at Colorado. Just people just want to be around him. Like the the players, if you get a call from Deion Sanders, I don't care if I'm a D lineman, I'm picking up his phone call. Like that's the type of impact Deion Sanders has. Any recruit is available to him. Anybody, yeah,
0: yeah. By the way, you want to talk about gnarly injuries? That toe thing that he went through, he almost had his leg, dude. I was almost like, oh my god.
3: Yeah, I, I didn't. So when Shannon Sharp was interviewing him like a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about uh, you, you ate toes down, huh? <laughs> and <laughs> I said, "Oh, that was hilarious." But I didn't think about like I didn't know he had his toes amputated. I said, "Oh, whoa. dude, crazy.
0: <laughs> and that gash on his leg now—that that's crazy." But yeah, real cool, So what are you up to now, man? What 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 occupies your time these days?
3: So for me, man, I love, I know p- people probably see it, but I love writing. Um, so I'm getting ready to publish four more books this year. Mm. Um, four of them, which is a memoir and two, I'm going to to do um, a, a children's series for children's books for both of my kids. So they can have something to look up to when they, you know, get older, you um, know, cool kids in school that has a book. And so that's what I'm doing. Uh, obviously music. That's something I love doing as well, which I performed at halftime. And then, I have you know the affordability to go around speaking i did a ted talk about a couple months ago which was pretty good i saw Uh, it (laughs) that opening up doors that's that was pretty well so that's what i'm doing with my time nowadays
0: that's awesome so let's talk about your time at utah because my opinion always was that you were underutilized and i you know i i know that that's you know reflecting back that's probably not where i should start but let me ask you then directly do you feel like you had a good run at Utah? Did you get everything you needed to get out of being a U? Uh, you
3: know, of course, I wanted ten passes a game. You know, but you know, I just had to figure out that's just not the style of offense. You know, that we ran at that time. You know, and so that's that's something I had to get over and put my ego aside, especially when you have guys um, like you know I came into the program where it was a spread offense. And that's where I was assuming that I was going to be inserted to, you know, thinking about the Sugar Bowl years, seeing how they pass the ball like 30, 40 times receivers having a thousand yards, 800 to now your top leading receivers only having like 400 yards, you know, and that that can be a hurt. at your ego and you have to turn into a, a more blocking type of receiver, but. You know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm just grateful for all the opportunities I did have, you know, it created super like crazy bonds uh, within the team. But would I have wanted the ball more? Of course. But I feel like I took advantage of the opportunities that, you know, were thrown my way. You know, whether it was a pass interference call car or me yeah. actually catching the ball. So, you know, of course, I would have wanted more passes. But, you know, we did a, a tremendous things in shaping the trajectory of where the, the program's headed now.
0: But it's interesting that you bring up the kind of offense because my biggest complaint, with everything that Kyle Whittingham's done, and he has done amazing things at Utah, the one thing he's never been able to do is have, outside of Alex Smith, I think, but he's never been able to have that guy who's the best quarterback in the country, let alone the conference. He's never teamed that guy with the great receivers and great running backs, and it just seems like, and you tell me if I'm wrong, it seems like it's always been the quarterback position has always been an issue with Kyle Whittingham at Utah.
3: I wouldn't say it's an issue because if if you if you think about it, you know we've had elite eleven quarterbacks, and a lot of people are like, a lot of people would be like, man, give me that quarterback because Travis Wilson was elite eleven quarterback, Connor Manning was elite eleven quarterback,
0: Connor think, Manning.
3: Yeah, I think Brandon. Uh, well, why am I forgetting Brandon's last name? Uh, dang it. Uh, Brandon Cox, there we go, Brandon Cox. Oh, yeah, 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 of, uh, yeah. Elite 11. Um, we had a, a lot of talented quarterbacks that if any other program would have took a hand on, they would have been, oh, I want that kid, you know. And it's just it, it's just the system, you know. You have to be uh, privy to the system. And yeah. that's what happens. And you just got to be a part of the right system to prevail.
0: And I I also think star ratings are the scourge of a teenager's life. Frankly, <laughs> I, I just don't I don't think whether you're a two star or a five star, I just don't think it matters. You've got to go somewhere and develop. And I, I guess the question for me is if if you're an elite eleven quarterback, look at Connor Manning because I don't think I, I think Connor had a small opportunity. He was never the guy at Utah. So whether you're Connor Manning, Travis Wilson, head over heels at Michigan, like. My point is, you're a great quarterback. You're really talented. Is it Utah, which is why you don't wind up being at the top of your game? Because I don't feel like if you're a quarterback in this country, if you're Arch Manning or whoever you want to point to, you're not like, man, I'm a quarterback. I got to go to Utah. I'm a wide receiver. I need to get, you know, I need to get 10 10 targets a game. You're not thinking Utah. I'm a corner. I'm an offensive lineman. I'm a linebacker. My last name's Barton. I'm going to Utah. You know what I mean?
3: And the running back in lineman position, you know, that's something that we we've we've been popular about in regards to getting those guys the ball, getting them to the touches. Yep. Um, you know, like I, from when I started every running back shoot from John White to uh Devontae Booker, then after Booker Williams, and then you know, every year there's gonna be a running back that's just if you want to if you're a running back and you want to have a successful you you want to go to Utah cuz that's what you know that's the type of style that we play with you know we want to yeah. run the ball you know and, and create opportunities out in space but uh you yeah. know um systematically um as a receiver you when it comes to you know, you have to put your ego aside a little bit um you look at players like Solomon Enos, you know four star recruit yeah. coming out of high school um great talent NFL family right NFL family and And it's all about the system, really, that, you know, that's supported. So a lot of players, you know, I have a a conversation about this often. You know, people think because you have – some great stats that you're a great player. No, that's not really the case. It just you just have more opportunity than said person. Yeah. If you were to put Salami in a pass happy offense, I'm pretty sure he'll be productive. If you were to put Devon Vele in a Arizona pass happy offense, you'd have 1500 yards. So it just depends on the, the opportunity, really. Um and so I don't really look at stats nowadays. I just look at okay, what does he do with the opportunity? What does the framework look like? Just the technicalities of it. But we have the players um in the skill set. We just and it's just it's just our system, you know, and, and the way we operate that is best for us to win games. That's really what it comes down to.
0: You know, the, the, obviously, the college football playoff is changing. The meaning of the Rose Bowl is changing. I mean, you're coming off of, and as a guy who played football, how mm-hmm. much is the hangover? How hard is the hangover? When you win two back-to-back Pac-12 championships and you lose two Rose Bowls, oh, obviously, man. last year, was that loss was really tough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your leader goes down and Cam, like, how tough is that hangover to get past?
3: Man, that's tough, man. I know they were hurting after this game, man, because, man, you went there two straight times and and the result wasn't the way you wanted it. And honestly, outside looking in, I know Penn State is a great team. They only lost to Ohio State and Michigan. But you're kind of thinking like, man, we should have got that one, you know? (laughs) Yep. But, uh. I think it's going to be motivation, you know, fueling them for coming into the off season, uh into the new year because this upcoming schedule this year, I looked at it, I was like, holy crud, this is going to be a, a pretty tough, you know. Yeah. So hopefully this can fuel them all the way through so that, you know, it can uh, be good for them in this like stretch of coming into the new year.
0: Yeah, and I think that the thing when I hear you say that, the, the thing that really comes to mind is Kyle whittingham has got a job to do here. And I know that he, obviously, the recruiting class is fantastic. Obviously, he's bringing in a lot of talent. But give me, give me your feelings on what Kyle Whittingham was like when you played for him. What kind of coach is he on the day-to-day when we don't hear from him or mm-hmm. see him and you guys are interacting? What kind of man, what kind of coach is Kyle Whittingham?
3: Dude, I love Coach Whit, man. He's like the best. Like, I know he seems like he's all the way, like, like laser. he is laser focused don't get don't get that wrong. Right. he is laser focused but like off the field he's such a genuine soft guy like he's just a good guy like he calls you to check up on you make sure you all all right like he just loves to do different activities just like a regular person and you know he's really down to earth i know when i come visit the utah facilities he come just he allowed me just to kick it in his office with him and we just you know, shoot the jazz about everything about life, you know, whether it's bicycling, snowboarding, uh, anything, you know? And so coach wit uh, he is, even though it doesn't look like it on the outside, he is the ultimate players coach. And it is, there's a reason why all the players want to come back to support him because he's just a great guy. Like he, yeah. yeah, you can even ask Andy Phillips, they be going snowboarding and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's a cool dude, man. I, I want him to make himself a, a book before, um, you know, his career ends, because I think it'll be impacted with a lot of lessons within it.
0: Do you, you know, it's funny, everybody assumes, I don't believe that he will retire. Not, oh. certainly not now. Oh, How long no. do you think he coaches?
3: Oh, you know, I had the thought before that, okay, if he wins the Rose Bowl, this may be it. But since they want to expand the playoffs, that gives, I think it gave him new blood. He's like, oh yeah, I start smelling something. Okay, the playoffs is here. <laughs> all right now let me wait to the playoffs so I think it may be probably like another honestly seven I say five to seven years uh, yeah. till we can ask that question because the playoffs is here we've always been around the eight to ten range at the end of the season and so you know being the playoffs is extended to that to so eight teams we might get in there so and give it a shot. So you never know.
0: <laughs> Is he a national championship caliber head coach? Is Kyle Whittingham the guy that can lead the Utes to a title?
3: Oh, for sure. Without a doubt. Like, this man needs a statue. Uh, all the stuff that he's able to accomplish, you know, I remember during my tenure, like there's so many people trying to get him. Like he's just so loyal to Utah. And so like recruits, I'm like, man, if I want consistency at a head coaching program, I'm going to, I'm going to Utah like you know that he's he's always going to be there no matter how much money is thrown at him yep. he's going to stay put at Utah and so that's what I love about it and it feels good for like alumni like myself to be able to come back you know home you know typically you know technically and, and still see the program where it is the same guys the same coaches uh, the younger brothers of people like like uh, Lander Barton I remember when he was like 8 years old and, yeah. like, and now he's who he is at Utah I'm like man and then it's just it's just a beautiful feeling it feels like family every time I do come up there.
0: But do you have enough accountability in this program? Because the great Lendale White, a guy I know pretty mm-hmm. well at USC, tweeted directly at Lincoln Riley the other day. Ooh, you Did saying? you see that? He would, no. He, he so they go down they go down to the cotton bowl mm-hmm. and they lose to oh, Tulane yeah. USC
3: does. Yeah, Tulane.
0: <laughs> yep. And so Lendale White, who's was part of some of the greatest teams ever at Mm -hmm. USC, said that Ben don't break S that you brought from OU ain't gonna cut it. Like calling out Lincoln Riley's defense. Now I'm not saying that's probably the tone I would use. Yeah. But is there that level of accountability? Because it seems like in Utah there's a bit of apathy. Ah, we went to the Rose Bowl, it was a good year. Right. You know what I mean? Like is there accountability on that level at Utah, do you think?
3: Yeah, I feel, I feel like it is. You know, I see over the years, uh, Coach Witt is is starting to let the offense be more fluorescent. Uh, you know, before, it, you know what we were doing. It was going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. If it was third and seven or more, we're going to throw at the sticks and then continue to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Now we're getting some flavor to the offense, you know. Uh, it's starting to throw the ball, you know, do different things. You know, type of plays where there's jet sweep, different formations, motion. So we're adding some stuff to the offense. You know, something that that kind of like kept us uh, one minded. And so uh, I feel like he, he's growing. He's growing. He's letting thing. He's letting the new era develop around him. You are still going to have a strong defense. Um, special mm-hmm. teams hasn't been where it usually is at, uh, which was probably. Uh, one of the areas we're going to have to take into account next year. Uh, but, you know, defense is always going to be strong. Special teams is going to get better. Uh, offensively with Cam, Keithy coming back, uh, we can still see it's going to be there with the recruits coming in and JC guys. I think we're going to be uh, pretty good this year. But uh, yeah. there is accountability. And, and I think he understands that with the new game nowadays, you have to put up points. And so uh, he, he's he's allowing the offense to do a lot of different things, as we can see
0: I think Cam Rising is one of the most interesting figures in this program right now. That, But the timing of this injury, and obviously this thing's lingered a little bit now, and I know he had a similar injury early in in, in high school. And But, I mean, you tore your ACL, man. You're going to have surgery now. Like, you're talking for him, yeah. you know, hopefully it's nine months, but that's nine, nine, 10, 11, 12 months, man. That puts you past next season. Like, they're going to have to, with all due respect to Bryson, I think they're going to have to go out and get a quarterback.
3: And, and, and that's big kudos to bryson too the way he's been able to step in i know when he stepped into the game and he threw his first pass, i think it was like a, a drop or something like that but yeah. that wasn't on him but you know i like the confidence in which he has i feel like he's going to earn himself a scholarship uh here within the upcoming year or you know or sooner uh, in spring ball but uh we have nate johnson You know, the the kids have been fantastic, you know, very explosive. Uh, And I'm sure they're going to be recruiting for probably another quarterback just to solidify that group, especially since and Jackson is now full-time, running back full-time. So I think they're going to go out and find another recruiter. So especially with uh, the lingering issue with uh, Cam Rising coming from the Rose Bowl onto this new year. Kenny, you got to
0: get and Jackson the football. Like,
3: I don't know how. (laughs)
0: But that kid's a, that like the, just to take to be a quarterback, mm-hmm. then to take the running back spot and just I think he flourished. I thought he, he did way better than I thought he would do. Like okay. Makai transferred is in the port. Like to me, that says, hey, there's a lot of competition there. I, I you know, I'm, a, I'm a, a, a graduate kid. I need to go get reps. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I think that running back room at Utah, there's there's going to be some heat there. And I want to see what JaQuindon can do.
3: Yeah, especially with those – because I was watching a film on those two four-star uh, uh, running backs. And I was like, man, we got some good guys coming in, and we got J.J., and we got uh, Glover in there too, and Chris yeah. Curry comes back. I said, oh, my God. I, so it's going to be a very talented group. And so when I look at that, you know, especially when you look at our receiver room, uh, yeah. You know, I heard Devon Vele, uh thinking about leaving because he's getting older. Uh, might try a shot at the NFL. Solomon Enos is gone. J.D. Dixon is gone. Munier um, McLean move to tight end. You know, so uh, you got any eligibility left? <laughs> I wish, man. There's this guy from Oregon that had uh, nine years of eligibility or, or eight or something like that. I was like, what? We uh, can
0: throw you a fade to the <laughs> pylon. Let's go. Like,
3: give it to me. Let me stretch this me real quick, man. Let me. <laughs>
0: you, we need we, we need Guy Holiday yelling at you to hype point the ball at the at the pylon that's what we need in this world
3: man speaking of that you know what's crazy I I wonder if he will come back you know being at the vacancies there uh with the wide receiver coach moving to Mississippi State I wonder you know what they're thinking about we just talked to
0: him a couple of months what a couple of months ago now he was not healthy when he left he went through some stuff Mm-hmm. When Guy left Utah, he went through some stuff. He's ready to go. He's in where, where he's, I think he told us he's in Scottsdale. Like he, he's ready to go. I would not be surprised to see him come back. I, right. I, college foot, that guy makes men, dude. I'm a yeah. big Guy Holiday dude. Me too. Uh, this I think was, he makes man. I'd love to see him come back. You know what's
3: crazy? Uh, like it was at the bowl game where we played him in 2015, and he came up to me right after, uh, right uh, before the game. and was just you know chatting it up with me. I'm like, man, this dude is cool interacting with me. It was just having some good discussion. I'm like, man, that's the type of guy you want to play for. He, he's a really good dude.
0: Yeah. Well, hey man, I appreciate you carving out some time. It was really good to see you. I appreciate your smiling. I appreciate yes, your sir. energy and. <laughs> I'm just thrilled to see you, man. I really enjoyed the time, the very little time, obviously, that I got to spend with you when you were at Utah. But it's just really good to see you, Kenny. I'm glad you're doing well.
3: Oh, man, appreciate it so much, man. Thank you for having me on. Go youth. Don't don't bash us too hard, man. Give us some love.
0: Come on, you're going to give us a you? Come on, you're going (laughs) to give us a you? Hey, there we go. Kenny, I'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you. Take care. There we go. Kenny Scott, man, how do you not love that guy? Like I am I told you, awesome. I told you, that's the, that's the guy you got to have on. Yeah. That's the guy you got to have on because he's just, he's spectacular. Yeah, And very clearly he supports Kyle Whittingham and I'm glad yeah. to hear it. Yeah, I am glad to hear it. And the thing, the thing is I talked to three, four Ute alums yesterday. They're all plugged into the program. Did you hear what he said? What's that? Brandt's going to be back. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. Confirmation. Keithy's coming back, Keithy's which is coming back, dude. Which is big. I so, mean, so
1: that tells me that it's the boys are coming back, which is exciting.
0: Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I think it's great. Hey, look, Duck season's here. Wow. Well, Duck well, season's well. here. Hey, hey, good to see. He says, Utah, what happened? They didn't play well, man. They didn't play well. He said, poverty. Gas never heard of him. Get a Bo Nix on. Yeah, well, you know. You know, um, I just, I, I exactly right. Exactly right. What a fantastic attitude on life. Ken, he has, uh, he seems like a good guy. He is. Yeah. And Kenny Scott's just the guy that you want to be around. That's yep. the guy that you want to, if you're not in a good mood around Ken Scott, I don't know that you'll ever be in a good mood. I, I, I really don't. You know, like it is. Yeah. Oh, Lopes fan Gabe. I should have asked Is Kay Scott a drum or a flat guy damn exactly right exactly what did you guys think of the interview yeah um i i think he's fantastic i think he is yeah riley i agree excellent interview with Kay scott thank you i mean he's just he's that salt of the earth guy and yeah. when we were talking about this yesterday and we'll chop this up by the way and put it up on the highlights uh, part of our channel today after the show but you listen to ken scott the guy's just he's awesome He's awesome, and it, it is so good to hear energy and enthusiasm, and it's good to hear Cam and Keithy are coming back, and hopefully Keithy can be hopefully Keithy can be, you know he he obviously he's had a lot more run up to rehab, hopefully Cam could get back and contributing for next year. I I don't know if that's the case or not, but you know uh, talking with Raphael says interview was great. Thank you, Kurt Meyer says duck didn't duck season say he is a she. That was never really clarified. It was never confirmed. It was never clarified. By the way, duck season, we do have a membership program now. Yeah. I mean, if you listen, man, we can give you a payment plan because now we have membership duck season. Uh if you wanna if you wanna become I a mean, member. If, if you were to join today, you'd have your bill paid off by the end of the year. So you're yeah, good. Nine ninety nine a month. All you gotta do is uh subscribe. Um, you know, it, it is uh do I'm it. just telling you. Do let it. me uh let me put the link in there uh copy link address i know how to do this guys i'm i yeah. i'm a full grown adult now an adult um there you go there's the link to uh there's the link to join our our membership program hook it up yeah let's go let's go get it done you know that'll that'll pay that off program. i don't yeah i don't know duck season maybe you can clarify are you a man or are you a woman and i know you keep talking about how hot jake is right Go ahead and single up yeah, one Thanks, thanks, duck season. Definitely. I'll thanks, give you your, your minute thanks. of fame. Yeah. So there you go. What a great interview with Ken Scott. Just really good to see him. Uh, the Monty Show presented by The Advocates, uh, theadvocates.com. The best uh, injury attorneys in the business, of course, are guys at The Advocates. Talk about somebody that's known the show for a long time. Matt Driggs has supported this show uh, since our days at KFan uh, back in 2013. Uh, Just really appreciate the guys at The Advocates, and they're gonna support you too. They're the best injury attorneys in the business because they understand that when you've been in an accident, it's one of the most difficult times in your life. That's why you need somebody that'll think clearly for you. That's why you need somebody who's gonna say, hey, That person that hit you was on a cell phone, you deserve to be compensated for that. They don't charge you any consultation fees. They don't charge you any money out of pocket. In fact, they're gonna help you defer your medical bills so you can concentrate on getting healthy. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com. There's a little button on their website that says chat with an attorney 24/7" at the advocates, theadvocates.com. A couple more before we get to, um, let's see. Duck Season says, I will only give money if guarantees me one-on-one time with the famous Jake. Yeah, you know, mm, 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 mm. I need
1: confirmation one way or the other first, and I still can't confirm.
0: Greg Hawkins, who's a member of the show, says, liar, poor, didn't even go to Oregon. I've been a rich man, and I have been a poor man, and I choose rich every fucking time. (laughs) He's a t-shirt fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's go, Hawkins. He's a t-shirt well fan. Well done. Uh, <laughs> Jaren Echols says, the advocates are for real. I used them because of the show and they were nothing but amazing to there work with. Wow. See, there you go. That's awesome. Let's Appreciate go, that. Uh, let's see. Uh, duck season. I guess Poverty U does fit uh, me since I can't give $9.99 a month. So you're right. Hey, Hey, man. You know what? Dave, if you can't give $9.99 a month, that's totally fine, man. We appreciate you being here, supporting the show, clicking the like button. Let's go. Where are we at on the like button? Well over over a thousand uh, views today, and we're only at 72 likes. Please go ahead and crush that like button while we talk about pornography. Right. How about this story today, you guys? Um, so, Jake, apparently, <laughs> and listen, you correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't want to speak out of turn for you in your personal life. Right. But you apparently follow the Pornhub news cycle. Right. Because there was a story that came out from the great states of Louisiana. Louisiana. Louisiana now requires that if you are going to watch pornography, that you provide proof of age. Yes, yes, yes. By giving them your driver's license. Right. And I'm I'm curious. Right. Who's the idiot that's gonna be like, oh yeah, I watch Pornhub, here's my driver's license to prove it. Right. Is there anybody that's doing this?
1: Now, I wanna show this, we have a video here, okay. right? Yeah. From the article, they they did a, a screen recording video of what this looks like so you go to the site and and Pornhub basically gives you this this thing where they say hey we have to do this you, but the thing here is your information won't be stored like blah, blah 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 whatever and then you get to this screen where you have to verify your age and you got to oh, put in your bro. information and and they they're very explicit about saying hey we're not going to store your information and I don't buy it no nah. that's this that's the nah. that's the whole
0: point of this this is such an invasion of privacy now obviously if you've watched this show, you know I'm a big believer that pornography is a great destroyer of men right. I just don't believe that men um, especially those in marriages or relationships should be watching pornography. Ain't I think that, I think it is really bad for you and I think if you're an adolescent, I think it's terrible for your mental health right. Please do not watch pornography. But if you're gonna watch pornography in Louisiana, please do not give them your your driver's license information. So you, now what you, are people gonna do? They're gonna go give them their driver's license.
1: No, they're gonna get a VPN.
0: That's probably what they're gonna do. They're gonna do that. It's ridiculous that you are invading people's privacy. And again, even though I am not an advocate for the adult you know, content industry, I am not in any way, shape or form. I am, a, I am an advocate for my privacy and your privacy and our privacy as Americans. We have an expectation of privacy, and I don't care what the fine print says. Well, never store your information. Go ahead and put it in real quick. Look at me. They're going to store your information. Yeah. And I just would never encourage you to do this. Again, I would encourage you not to watch pornography.
1: Well, and that's kind of what my take was. Like, I agree on the privacy stuff, but I also... Agree. Hey, this wouldn't be a problem if you weren't watching that kind of content. And I'm not judging you, but that's just what it is, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't I don't know, man. I, I don't see how that I don't see how that happens, dude. I really don't. What do you mean, salty drunk? Salty drunk says, All right, finally. What do you mean? Yeah. Um, let's see. Jake would be the corn researcher. Makes sense. Okay uh mh5 says sounds like the louisiana residents need vpn service that can show them in another state lol i mean that isn't that the only way around because it it just doesn't seem like like why would you do this yeah and i guarantee you there are going to be dudes with big thick forearms that are going to be like oh yeah let me get my driver's license you're dumb you're dumb don't do it don't i i am a, a big fan this is why i don't use a debit card ever ever I never use a debit card because I'm not going to allow you to steal my life. I am not going to give you at the chip reader at the shell station access to my debit card. I am I am going I'm not doing that. It's why I don't put in my credit card information online. I use Apple Pay like San Diego State was saying the other day. Yeah, like it's it it just feels foolish to me. Yeah, Uh, Jaron Eccles, who's a member of the program, says, I mean, we're talking about Louisiana here. I don't hear there's much they don't want, uh they wouldn't do to watch. Yeah, probably, you know. Uh Dave says, "Do they have internet there?" Okay, so wait, is this one of those things where it, we believe that Louisiana's like the bush? Like wait, out- is that a euphemism
1: okay, wow. or I mean, is it- it <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why? 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 <laughs> Well, you know, down here in Louisiana, we got crawdads and swaps. What's an erection? We don't have those, we have crawfish.
1: Down here in Louisiana, but is, we are the
0: king of soaking. Is that, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But is that where we are? I guess we are. Kurt Meyer says, Bishop Monty. No, I'm serious though, I don't, I'm, uh, listen, I'm not a member, I'm, not, I, I'm just telling you. If you are watching pornography, I think you create unrealistic expectations for yourself uh scammer trolling says heck yeah <laughs> dave says monty for apostle right richard mcdonald says bishop monty lol talking with Raphael says i can see teens getting moms or dad's id to watch it oh boy in god's name no. image and likeness yeah seriously coach uh tom says need a fake id for porn there yeah are you going to that length to watch pornography we built this program
1: on nil
0: is that what you you're doing? You built
1: this program on fake
0: IDs. Is that what you're doing? Jeremy Bolton says, Jake, no. Exactly. Matt Ritson, you lucky football referee for beating USC twice. That must You have like been how
1: it. You like how duck season never is actually talking about what we're talking about? Like, we're having a conversation about Pornhub in Louisiana, <laughs> and dude, dude is over here talking about a
0: football coach. The mayor of Montytown, who's also a member of the program, Says, you called Tanner's bat signal by saying soaking. No. Program. program to program. which Salty Drunk says, is this where we bring Tanner in? <laughs> we really did. That's amazing. Jaron Eccles says, uh, Nord VPN about to blow up in sales in La Las, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I, I, you know, I don't know, man. I think it's just one of those things where it, are you this desperate? Are you I this desperate? I do think there desperate? are people out there that are, are that desperate. Yes, you I, do.
1: I think there are people out there who are that desperate. Yes, I do.
0: Well, a lot of people say, um, a lot of people say that pornography is an addiction, and well, there's no doubt. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's no question; it's addictive. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, 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 I don't know how you argue with that because it's a billion-dollar industry. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason it's successful.
1: I, I, I would love to know what the politicians in Louisiana. Uh, are doing with this because you can't tell me they're doing it out of the grace of their hearts. That's not how politicians work. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're, you're doing it for a reason. There is a reason that you want people to do this.
0: Yeah. I I don't know. I I'm getting so much positive feedback on the Kenny Scott interview. Um, yeah, I really appreciate you guys sending me messages and, um, a former U player who wishes to remain anonymous says, uh, awesome interview. Uh, always did love Kenny Scott. Appreciate that. Yeah, he's awesome. I don't know. I just can't see you doing. I can't see using buying a VPN for this is ridiculous. Uh, Fat Jesus says, "Do what I do. Watch your coworker. Watch from your coworker's computer when he goes to lunch." Good lord. Good lord. Uh, Duck season says, "What is soaking?" Can Jake show me? All right, Maury Alvarez, who's a member, says I have been with the show since you were talking possible BYU to the Big Twelve. There you go. Hey, how'd that yeah. work out? Yeah. Uh, Dave says, for real though, if you struggle with porn, look for help. Such a a freeing thing to be rid of. It, it's real, dude. Yeah, it the is real. real, bro. It is real. MH5 says, so disaffect affect OnlyFans. Yes, it does. For I any think it does for any adult material in the state of Louisiana, you have to provide proof of age, or you cannot view it. It's crazy. Justin Sala says porn is definitely an addiction. It's been proven by science. Follow the science.
1: Yeah, and that's and that's what I'm saying. Like I think that I would be really curious to know why the politicians got into this. Like they you they never do things for no reason.
0: Yeah, I I never. They never they never do things for no reason. I mean, it's just not I, I I'm curious, like, because it's it doesn't generate revenue. Yeah. You would think. Like, I, I just don't know what this is. Is this truly where and why don't we have this in in Utah? why why do we not have this in Utah? if
1: if well, because it's nobody nobody watches porn in Utah. Oh that would on. go against the that would come go on. against
0: the code here. Uh, Dave says off topic, but did cam Rising tear his ACL. Yeah, we broke the news on the show yesterday. Not that I'm trying to celebrate., uh, but yes, Cam Rising <laughs> did in fact tear his ACL. There is significant concern about the other structural issues in his knee. I think that's it. Um he, this has been a long-term injury for him and he he did tear his ACL. It was a non-contact injury and then he got hit. You if you go back and watch the hit where Cam leaves the game, he goes to to push off that leg, he kicks himself in the heel and that knee just yeah, kind of and then he gets hit by those guys tore his ACL and and when you hear structural, other structural issues, usually that's another ligament or cartilage damage. And I can't confirm that it's cartilage damage because only one person told me that, but three sources at Utah told me that that he tore his ACL and there's real concern that it's gonna be a 12 month, month injury, which tells um, me um, he has significant cartilage damage. Yeah. So uh, let's see, talking with Al podcast says, I heard OnlyFans made $4.5 billion. Stop it. Yeah, dude there's no chance. I'll, I'll look it up. Look at that. That's crazy. Uh, can I make first order of business at the first member AGM to ban Duck? You can. You can. Um, if you ban Duck, will he uh, come back with one of his four burners? I saw him trolling other channels before when they banned him. He used another account. You, you know. Uh,
1: the creators, the content creators at OnlyFans made about $4 billion in 2022. and God OnlyFans- damn! OnlyFans profit on that is 433 million, which was up from 61 million in 2021.
0: They made 433 million dollars in profit at at OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Yeah. And creators booked 4.5 billion. Yeah. My god. Dude. I I yeah, that's craziness, dude. That is crazy. Uh MH5 says VPN can help get NFL games change your location to make it local. Yeah. Yeah, man, I I, uh, <laughs> I I don't I that many people go to only four and a half billion dollars yeah, content dude. creators at, at well,
1: OnlyFans. Don't what are you forgetting? It's a monthly thing. You pay, you can pay monthly, so it's and then you
0: forget about it. And you forget about no, it. That's man. right. Hey, look at that! San Diego State is our newest member. Appreciate you, San Diego State. Thanks for being here. Make sure, hey, again, if you guys joined our membership today, we launched membership uh joining me- by membership for the channel today make sure you dm us on instagram jake is slc jake on all social media so twitter or instagram but dm him on instagram you can dm me on instagram the monty show m-o-n-t by the monty show dm us we'll put you in the members only instagram group um on instagram today so I've let's added, make sure we do i've that. already
1: added a couple people i added SLCP shooter i added uh nw piper
0: i added eric rogers nice appreciate that uh richard mcdonald says utah is number one for porn so probably most people on this chat is that true utah's number one for pornography wow that's crazy scammer trolling says only fans should be investigated there's a huge gender wage gap there it ain't right i don't know anything about that i don't know Bat Jesus says, OnlyFans made that much money. Time to bring Mrs. Monty in more regularly. <laughs> uh, Justin Salas, who's a member of the show, says, uh, We need to get a Super Soaker members badge. Maybe we do. Yeah. Maybe we do. We need to up our membership badge game. We will do that for sure. Uh, MH5 says, OnlyFans turning the girl next door into a star. Yep. It does. Like, it's, it, it's yeah. It's true. I, it's crazy. Yeah. Mm. Yep. $4.5 billion. Dollars yeah that that's nutty to me i i don't know what the i, I yeah i don't know man that's four and a half billion dollars a lot of money bro dude yeah man all right um a couple other topics i'm gonna get to before we get out of here let's talk about your uh, your zodiac sign so do you read your horoscope ever are you a zodiac sign guy not really no not not too much so i'm a huge fan of the food blog eat this not that right they put out an article yesterday, your favorite fast food chain according to your Zodiac sign. What are you? You're Sagittarius. You're Sagittarius. Um, You are Taco Bell. Don't you know who I am? It says Sagittarius is enjoy living a carefree life with an abundance of surprises and drizzle of passion. Drizzle. Is that your OnlyFans bio? I guess so. Um... If you want to satisfy, satisfy a Sagittarius duck season, take some notes. If you want to sat, satisfy a Sagittarius, think hot and spicy with a lot of layers. That's Taco Bell. <laughs> Where are you at on Taco Bell, bro? Nah, dude. I'm done with Taco Bell. That thing almost killed me. I agree. How about a Pisces? I am a Pisces. February 19th. Pisces are known for overthinking and constantly letting their imagination get the best of them. That's pretty accurate, Jake. Mm -hmm. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, Dunkin' Donuts is exactly what this sensitive water sign needs to stay grounded. I do love me some Dunkin'. Yeah. I I do love me some Dunkin'. Uh, Aquarius says Jamba Juice. Oh, geez. Capricorn is McDonald's as one of the determined and hardworking signs on the list. Capricorn likes to keep things simple and orderly as a way to stick to their transactional nature. The iconic Big Mac is Capricorn's go-to burger. Yeah, take it. See ya. No way. Nobody's go-to burger is a Big Mac. Okay, so Nobody. how
1: often, like, so where are you guys at on, on horoscopes and, like, you know, your, your signs? Couple time, like,
0: a couple times a month I read my Pisces horoscope. Okay. I don't take it seriously. Well. A couple times a month. Yeah. How about Scorpio? Scorpio cannot deny their sweet tooth or the fun in having a little bit of a dark side. That's why Dairy Queen allows Scorpios to heavily indulge themselves. <laughs> Scorpios like Dairy Queen. Scorpio. Libras like Panera Bread. God, you're boring. Fact. Life is all about balance and harmony for Libras, so they will usually make their way to a local Panera Bread to be yeah. satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. My wife, Mrs. Monty, is a Virgo, and this one's spot on. Sarku, Jap- Japan, teriyaki and sushi express. It requires utensils and a very particular taste bud palette. Mrs. Monty. Yeah, that's a, that's perfect. Uh, how about Leo's who like California pizza, pizza kitchen, get a mortgage. Cause that place is expensive.
2: <laughs> Cancers
0: love IHOP. They're often complicated with a range of emotions and oh. layers in their personalities, duck season. IHOP screams cancer vibes. Wow, that's a loaded statement. Uh, Gemini, also McDonald's. The bright golden arches of this world renowned chain perfectly reflect Gemini's dualistic nature. Do you guys buy into.? Do you guys buy into. Water signs and stuff. Water signs. MH5 says, Monty, you should write a daily horoscope for your viewers. I probably should. Something like that. Uh, Justin Sala says, I think I speak for all Scorpios. DQ is one of the worst fast food joints. (laughs) (laughs) Keaton Critchlow, the Scorpio had a correct breakdown, just the wrong fast food restaurant. (laughs) Uh, Jaren Eccles says, Monty, when is your birthday? My birthday is February 19th. I will be 50 years old. We are planning a members-only bash. Yes, we are. For my birthday. Indeed. Fat Jesus says horoscopes are science. Fact. Okay. okay. Macho man. I'm a Capricorn and McDonald's is toxic waste. <laughs> 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 it is. It absolutely is. Uh, Greg Hawkins. Hey, duck Season. What's your name? Real name? Yeah. Come on. Cough it up. Yeah. Cough it up. Uh, Lopes fan. Gabe says IHOP is complicated. No, it's not. No, exactly. Endless, it's like... endless tall sex, bro. Lopes up, baby? Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, Duck season says my real name is Katie Dixon. No chance. Your real name is not Katie Dixon. There's no way. And finally, this morning on the show, yeah, can we talk about Equinox, uh-huh. the gym? What do you make of resolutioners?
1: I think it's a gimmick. I think people do it to feel better about themselves. I'm not. I'm not a resolutioner. I know I haven't worked out in too long of a time, and probably should work out at some point but i'm not going to sit here and say i'm going to work out every day for a hundred days it's not how life works
0: so equinox the high-end gym has banned this year banned memberships on january 1st which means you could not sign up january 1st you could you you could january 2nd and you could december 31st but they would not take a new membership on january 1st and it's because they say that new year's resolutions are bad for you And they talk about things like, hey, what January 1st represents is, I can't start working out until I get a new outfit. Do you even lift? Hey, I'm gonna wait for January. Hey, I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna. All right, bro, have a nice day, didn't mean nothing by it. But how many times have we talked about this on this show? Yeah. If you were waiting for January 1st, you're probably not going to follow through. Resolutions are terrible for you. This is corny stuff. If you're saying to yourself, well, you know, February 1st, I'm gonna give up sugar. Then why are you not giving it up today? How many times have we done the, you know, Monday I'm gonna really get my diet in check. How many times have we done that? And then you're like, well, you know, I'll start next Monday.
1: Doesn't make you feel responsible.
0: And then it never happens. I love what Equinox did here. And I know that all the other gyms jumped on them for this and said that they were being biased against people who had confidence issues and body image issues to hell with that. What they were doing was trying to send a message that those kind of narratives in the fitness industry are terrible for you Yeah. because the most important thing that you have in this world on a daily basis is the relationship you have with yourself. And when you do this thing where you're like, well, Monday, hey, in January, that's why like dry January is complete garbage because you and I both know you're not getting through January dry. Yeah. You and I both know that if you work out for the first three days of January, you're gonna be incredibly sore and you're probably not going back to the gym because you were embarrassed that you were fat in your stretch pants. Right. That's what New Year's resolutions perpetuate. And when you start going to the gym on January 1st and the place is crawling, and you feel like you're being stared at and you're uncomfortable, why are you gonna go back on January 2nd? Fact. You're not. But if you start today, if you start moving today right where you're at, go take a walk. Get 5,000 steps a day. Just start with 5,000 steps a day. And promise yourself, I'm gonna get, get 5,000 steps a day. How are you gonna do that? Well, instead of going to the powder room in my living room, I'm gonna walk upstairs and go to the bathroom in my bedroom. Or I'm gonna walk downstairs and go to the bathroom in my basement. Yep. It's the little things, man. And that's why I love this Equinox thing. And I saved it for last because I'm so passionate about this. I am, I am a huge believer that we cannot have fully functioning relationships with people who are important in our lives without having a good relationship with ourselves. And you can't have a good relationship with yourself if you keep breaking those promises. Every time you say to yourself, oh, I'm going to give up sugar. And then you have a donut. What happens? Ah, oh, you're such a fat ass man. You're, God, you're why did I eat that? You start that negative talk in your head. And what does that do? That erodes your relationship with yourself. You are fake. So when you set yourself up to fail by saying, Well, hey, you know, it's Thanksgiving. I can't wait for January because I'm getting right. I'm losing weight. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to cut out sugar. Well, why don't you do that today? Why don't you make a better choice with your next meal instead of waiting for your first meal in January? Yeah. That's the thing that drives me crazy. That's why I love this Equinox story so much, and we talked about it the other day. And people really loved it. Um, people really loved it that you have that you know the ability every single day to make better choices. You know, like it's just it's interesting to me that on this show, and that's why the Instagram group is such an important part of the membership thing that we're offering, because. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, really appreciate you guys. And I say it every day on the show, but it you hear it every day so it comes less meaningful, right? So we wanna give you different ways. Like I tell my wife every single day, hey, I love you, hey, see you this afternoon. Like I leave my bedroom every morning at 4.15, either 4.14 or 4.15, I walk out my bedroom door every day. And the last thing I do before I walk out of my bedroom is I kiss my wife goodbye. Whether she remembers it or not, it doesn't matter, right? Those little things make a huge difference. And again, I would tell you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna text my wife right now and do it with me. Text the important person in your life. Pick up your phone and do it, I'm telling you. I'm gonna text my wife right now and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, hey, love you, have a great day. Love you, have a great day. And I'm telling you, it makes a difference. I really appreciated the other day when we did that, like three, four, five people sent me notes about how Hey, you know I did I did it with you on the show. I texted somebody, and I said, "Hey, have it." This this one particular girl said I texted my best friend. I hadn't talked to her in three weeks. They're both in they're both in advertising. One of them lives in Los Angeles. The other one lives in Tennessee, and they just hadn't had a chance to catch up. And so she texted her, and said, "Hey, hope you're having a good day. Let's catch up. Love you." It's what she sent me a screen grab of it. And her friend said, hey, man, I'm so glad you reached out to me because I lost my dog last night and I'm, I'm just destroyed over it. Like she said something like I'm ruined over it today and I, I just, I, I need to talk. Do you have five minutes? And they got out on the phone. They talked for like two hours and her dog, by the way, while they were on the phone, um, she said to her, hey, what well, did you call the police department? And the girl said, no, I wouldn't call the police for a lost dog. Called the police department, guess who had her dog? One of the cops had her dog in the back of a car. Like it's those little things that just like set off energy or set off like a thought process in your head. And I'm telling you, whether it's your wife, your brother, your son, your mom, your dad, your cousin, your friend from college, text them and say, hey, I'm thinking about you today. Hope you're having a great day, let's catch up. And I guarantee you, you will get a message back. They'll be like, yeah, you too, have a good day. Or, hey, yeah, why don't we catch up? Or, I mean, it makes a huge difference. It really does. (laughs) Greg Hawkins and Ducks season are having like an epic argument here. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, agreed. My brother-in-law is a huge Ducks fan. Straight up good dude. Ducks fans are not bad people. It's people like Ducks season that makes it hard to be a Ducks fan or like Ducks fans. I have a friend from Utah, and he's a really cool, he, he, he is really cool down there. He's an above average Ute fan. I mean, you're just, you're, I think you guys have to understand that that's what it is. You know, that's the, you're just trolling, uh, just a heads up that nobody has to wait for uncle Mont to ban someone. Click the vertical ellipse next to anyone's comment and you can click block to make them go away. You can you can Yeah. You know, I just, you know what you're getting, you know, like, okay. Why are (sighs) you giving fuel to somebody like duck season?
1: You know that Duck Season's gonna come in here and be a little zesty with me and then be a troll to everybody else. You know that. That's yes. just the brand. Like, it just is what it is. Like, that's why I say, like, love you, Greg, but you, you don't need to pay no attention to that.
0: That's cool. Yeah, I agree totally. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, as mayor, our first decree as members of Montytown Town is to bring back Rocock and publicly shame him for stealing the Xbox. I'll reach out to him. I have his phone number. I'll reach out to him. The Macho Man says, I want to become a member, but YouTube won't let me ever since I moved. My card keeps getting declined. Need to call the bank and figure out what's wrong. There you go. There you go. Greg Hawkins says, I'll never block ducks. I agree. So uh, Raphael. Yes. Put a picture in our casual is getting cut group of the text thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and he, he sent a text that said, love you. Have a great day. And then the person, whoever he was texting, I don't know who this is. Was like, was that for me? And he said, Well, who else? LOL. So it's
0: it's funny how you sometimes get different responses than you're expecting. I I, it's crazy. And I, I know that we don't often spend time thinking about this. But do you guys ever think about the impact you have on the people that are in your life? Like, I know I'm a lot. I know I'm a lot. I'm a lot to deal with. I can be a pain in the ass. I can be Jake's trying to sleep in the car yesterday on the way home and I'm being a complete cock about it. Like, I can be a lot. Whatever. But I also go out of my way to try and not be a lot. And I wonder how much do you guys think about the impact you have on the people in your life? I don't think we do much. I don't think we do. What would a text mean from you to your mom today? If you're lucky enough to have your mom around or your dad or whoever. What would a text from you saying, hey, I'm just thinking about you, hope you're doing well. Or hey, how are you doing? Just say, hey, it's Joe, how you doing? Or hey, mom, how you doing today? Hey, dad, how you doing today? Hey, how's your day going? Do you know hey, what guys. that text would mean? Do you, like, what would your impact be on that person? That's something I think we don't think about enough. Right. That is, because I, we talked about the other day that one of the things I really hate about politics in this country is that we've, we've stopped or lost the ability to consider somebody else's feelings. And it's one of the things that really bothers me because every one of us matters. Like our feelings all matter. Our opinions are all valid. Our feelings are all valid. If you're pissed about something that I'm laughing at, that doesn't mean I'm right and you're wrong or vice versa. We're all individual people. We don't look at our neighbor like that. You know, like we don't, like one of our neighbors, like he was out of town and his, his wife was trying to deal with their child who's a really young, who's a toddler now but she couldn't leave the house because the toddler was sick and they needed medicine from the drugstore. And so he reached out to my wife and he's like, hey, I'd really appreciate it if if you could, of course. So we ran down to the drugstore like, how often do we think about that stuff? Like the fact that our neighbor would would think enough of us to say, hey, can you run down to the, the drugstore for my wife? Like she's in a tough spot. Absolutely, we'll do that, absolutely there's the, that's what we're supposed to be about. Not because, well, I'm not going to do that because you're a Democrat or a liberal or a neocon or I'm going to do, I'm going to say yes, because you're my neighbor. Yeah. And I respect you, even if you are a Democrat or even if you are a Republican, I respect you, but we don't do that. So the idea that we can have send a text and impact somebody I think is really significant. You know, like it is uh, it, it really, it, it really is meaningful. It really is, is meaningful. Uh, San Diego state says you're so extra Monty. I can be, I can, honest to God, I can be a pain in the, he, Jake will tell you. I, I, and I think I say, I've, I've told you, yeah. Hey, I appreciate that. You put up with my bullshit sometimes. Cause I can be a lot. Yeah. You do say that I can be a lot. I can be, I, I, most times I have a ton of energy, <laughs> nine days out of 10, he does not. Right. Nine days out of time, nine days out of 10, Jake gets into my car in the morning and he's crabby. We're on our way home yesterday and he's dozing off in the car. It's like, okay, that's cool. You know, it's it just, or we had an argument in the car yesterday about turning on Spence's show. He's like, come on, dude. Not in the mood. Like, turn on Howard. Like, he wanted to listen. To, what was it the other day? Turn on Howard. We, I'd rather listen to replays than listen had, to this. No,
1: what happened was, is that, we were driving we needed to drop a package off we were both hungry and not wanting to drop the package off correct right we were not in the mood to do something not in the routine but we needed to do it because mrs Monty asked us to which is fine so we go to the ups store and it turns out it's a fedex package we just missed that small detail on the label it's on us but nevertheless or, or whatever it's still frustrating so we got to drive down Bangerter all the way down to 134th which really isn't all the way down there it's like a no. five minute drive I get back in the car after dropping the package off and you have Spence on and they made some reference to Makai Bernard being in the transfer portal. And you're like, who's in the transfer portal? And I'm not even listening to the radio. That's literally how much I don't enjoy listening to that show. Like it could be on and I'm not going to listen to it. And so your phone is open and it was on Twitter. Like your your phone, you would just like Twitter was on your phone. So I grab your phone and you're like, Dude, you're like in some other world. They're talking about yeah. it on the radio. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> care, dude. Who cares? Yeah. We shouldn't even be listening to this. Like, that's where... Man, you hate
0: local radio.
1: Yeah. I don't like it. It's
0: it, Here, like, it's not good. Like,
1: we can... like, I'll catch you for not being prepared to talk about a soccer topic, but you're never going to catch me not prepared to talk about the Jazz or the Utes or BYU yeah. or, like, the major stuff. And... That's what really bothers me. Spence rolls out on a show yesterday. And again, we don't even turn this into this again, but it's just beat writer, beat writer, guess, 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 guess. And I'm just not, that's just not what I enjoy listening to. That doesn't make his show terrible. It's just not what I would be listening to. Sometimes it's nice to just turn on Howard and get some dude talking about some ridiculous thing because it's satellite radio. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just think it's, it, it is, I just recognize that I can be a, a pain in the ass and I think we all have to recognize that and I I try to I absolutely try to like I I intentionally screw the words up to songs and it pisses Jake off what is Dallin asking about right there right in the middle above Greg Hawkins uh Jake always holding the mic so that he doesn't fall over haha <laughs> yeah
2: yeah
1: it's hard to sit for three three and a half hours it straight, is very bro.
0: difficult it is very difficult. Um, Facts. Help and respect each other's differences. Victor Rudolph Ferrer says.
1: Yeah, and so like I'm the type of guy who's not going to complain, right? Like I'm not going to complain about the fact that we're listening to something that I don't want to listen to. Yeah, But don't be upset with me when I'm half asleep because I don't enjoy what
0: we're listening to. Greg Hawkins says, I hate duck season. Can we just ban him? I mean, I don't know you guys. Do we really want to just, do we want to ban people? I don't think we want to be banning people. I just you know, we'll see. Uh, Let's see. What is uh, the blue star? It's membership. Yeah. It's membership. Dallin just You should explain one more time. Dallin just opt in. Okay, so what membership is, you can now join the show, and I just put the link in there again. We are offering membership to our channel now. It is $10 a month. And for that, you get exclusive videos on YouTube, and you also get access to our Instagram um, members only group uh, where we will talk about sports all day, watch, jazz games together you get members only contests you get uh early access to our merch lines like you get all kinds of perks and stuff for supporting the show again it's ten dollars a month and you know the thing that that i would express to you is that it's just another way of connecting with you guys and i hey i get it it's ten dollars a month you probably have a million other memberships but the thing that's different about our membership is we truly are going to deliver you exclusive content. Every day, five days a week during the show, you're going to get an exclusive upload to YouTube. Um, you have 24 7 access to our Instagram group. And when I, what that Instagram group's about is not only, you know, hey, member only prize giveaways, not only, uh, you know, hey, breaking news we're about to tweet that this is happening or hey you get five times the entry for every one of somebody who's a non-member in our contests Um, so you get a lot of perks out of it but you also gain access to a tremendous community so tonight when the Jazz are in Houston playing the Rockets we're all going to sit around if you want and hey we'll message back and forth about what's happening on the Jazz game or what's happening uh hey this you know, hey, Makai Bernard's in the in the portal. Hey, did you hear Ken Scott Amati's show today said, you know, Brent Keithy's coming back. You know, like all of those things, we just chat about that stuff all the time. Hey, you know, I'm feeling a little down today. Who's got something good to say to me? Hey, we can, all yeah. that stuff. It's a community. That's why we do it. Um, so if you would like to join, just go ahead and click the link. Uh, all you have to do is, uh, you'll see it's a pretty quick forum. Um, and yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, let's see, Monty, that wasn't me. So okay, so why are we doing this stuff? See, this is what I don't understand. Um, why are we? And now we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to put you in timeout. Um, I, I don't understand why we do stuff like this. We create fake account, accounts or. You know, like, let's just not, are, are, we, not, are we not better than that? Are we, are we not better than this? That we're creating clone accounts? Now I do have to block duck season. Um, now I do have to block duck season. And that's frustrating. You know, like, it, it is super annoying. Yeah. And all of this over one guy. And see, this is you guys have never seen me do this, but right now we just block duck season. And we don't take that lightly. It's not something that we do. You don't you do not make fake accounts and abuse your privileges on this show. Yeah. We just we just don't do that. And you you, you don't create fake accounts. And it, 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 listen, Greg, if he comes back, dude, and we'll, we'll do our best to make sure that that doesn't happen. You know, like, and I apologize. I, I get it. I banned him. Uh, fat Jesus says we have all reflected and agree. You are a lot, Monty. I am a lot. I'm a lot. Wait, did you just call me fat? I well, think he just called me fat. Um, he fat. did cross a line. The mayor says creating fake accounts is crossing the line. Agreed. I agree. Greg says he will be back. He has four burner accounts at least. We'll deal with it. Ryan P says Ducks was painfully boring. Thanks. You're welcome. We don't ever... I think that's the first time we've ever banned anyone. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty committed to not
1: banning people, Um, but I agree with you guys making fake accounts, and it's just it, we don't have time for it. Yeah,
0: that, that level of abuse is just not going yeah. to, to cut yeah. it. Yeah. So there you go. That's our membership program. If you would like to join, click the link in the chat or... Um, I know on mobile, which is where nine out of 10 people watch us on mobile uh, YouTube, there is not a join button. If you want the link, just hit me on Twitter or Instagram, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. No, Driftwood didn't get banned.
1: No, he's just not here. Driftwood did he not did get not banned. He did not get dude. banned. Yeah.
0: No, or what's his name? Ruff's official. Didn't yeah. get banned. I'm. Like, I mean, it's this, this community that we have built on this show, it, you're going to have to really work hard to not be liked on this show. Like we have, a, I think our group of viewers every day, this little thing that we have, yeah, it's pretty easy to get along in here. When you roll in here and start creating fake accounts, when you roll in here and start abusing people, you're not going to be here. You're either gonna get weeded out or, I mean, you're just not gonna wanna be here because it, it's just not, that's not what this is about. It, it really isn't. Yeah. Justin Salas says, I mean, you didn't even ban the trucker who was sending messages while driving. Your commitment to not banning is awesome. Yeah, Driftwood. Yeah, that's Driftwood. Exactly. You know, uh, let's see. Uh, Crazy that if Greg wasn't a member, Green Text, Blue Star, uh, there wouldn't be an obvious way to know he wasn't being impersonated. Greg and I, Greg's a friend of mine. Greg would have, I I guess, DM'd me. I know Greg pretty well.
1: But again, Uh, I I think it's a fair point, though. Like, like Greg's been a member, you know, (laughs) in the membership program for a day now because it's only been available for a day. And that just pointed
0: it out. Can I ban Jeremy Bolton for, for criticizing Alex Caruso so much? Like that is my soulmate and he is harassing my soulmate. I believe, no, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Um, let's go. Uh, Sussy Imposter says, no, I would never be a duck fan. I'm a proud supporter of Utah football. Jeremy says, hey, <laughs> this might be the most chaotic I've ever seen the chat. Well, not anymore. <laughs> And that's the thing. We're not going to disrupt this nice thing that we have here. Yeah. Like, we have a nice thing going. It's ridiculous that we're doing this. You know, Mike Maple says, uh, Monty asking for a recall of the mayor. Well, I don't know. Uh, By the way, we're uh, over 1,000 views today, and we only have 80 likes. If you guys could hit the like button, that'd be great. Arlington Bears, who was the first member on this channel, uh, says three and a half hours of watch time today. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, Arlington. How does the Duck fan even find uh, the Monty show? We were talking about Oregon. Yeah, well, he found
1: it. He, he she likely found it through either an Oregon search or Pac-12 Amazon deal or yeah. there's yep. a variety
0: of ways. Uh, this is why we can't have nice things, Fat Jesus says exactly. Well, exactly. Victor Rudolph Ferrer says, well, that's a first. Blocking an account on your live show. Thanks for doing it, Monty. Yeah, we never do it. Again, I've never even heard of this account. We we never do it. Yeah, uh, Alex Chacon says the most disruptive day in the chat belongs to Tanner and soaking. Jesus, hundred percent. That's the shot. benchmark, dude. By a that long shot, that is easily shot. the benchmark. Uh, Sussy says Monty should get Justin Herbert on the show. I've tried. Excuse me, Justin excuse
1: me. Refer to him as the sex machine, please. Thank you,
0: if you could. That's my dude. That is oh my, my dude. Oh my God!
1: Just like that. Oh. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Last comment goes to San Diego State, who says, uh, this thing of ours, a great movie, and it's a great here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, there you go. The Monty Show presented by the Advocates, Utah or just the Advocates.com, depending on where you are. because uh, they are uh, a firm that serves many states, including Arizona and Utah. The best injury attorneys in the business, the advocates, theadvocates.com. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty show. Back tomorrow. If you want to join our uh, exclusive membership club, we appreciate that. Ten bucks a month. Hit the join button or DM me for a link. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.